cats and stuff. Not one text to me this whole wow. time. You're right. You're right. Isn't that mean? No, hey, you're right. I am sorry. And Before we you were born. Are I know. Live. I know. Oh my gosh. I made the mistake of having two sports nerds on this today, and we're not talking. I, I I deeply apologize to every one of our viewers out there. Uh, wrong kind of nerdy shit. Stuff. Stuff. We're live. You can't fix that. <laughs> that means I get to throw one too, right? I love the fact that you just <laughs> referred to sports as nerdy. I love that you did that. I I I okay, actually hey, like hey, that. Explain to me uh, like how. Dressing up as your favorite athlete and getting so invested in the game that you're willing to follow their entire season to the detail while dressed as said player isn't sports cosplay. I absolutely agree with everything you're saying. I don't think I, I, have I 100% agree with you. I think that I have no problem <laughs> with people saying that sports geeks, sports nerds are also nerds. We call them. We call them analysts. I don't disagree. I mean, it is kind of the same thing. People as, who want to uh, sit there track of the entire Star Wars lore and yes. figure out what is yes. it. Yes. No, that shit's super nerdy. Really? Yes. And I mean, fantasy sports. Oh, yes, you're yes. just as nerdy. Oh, but I can make money off of that. You can make money off of Star Wars and all that stuff. In fact, I bet you can Any make more money way. off of Star Wars than you so, can off of Mike. Thank you guys for joining us. If you've actually jumped on and stuck around. Uh, we, we lost them all already. <laughs> well, we are actually talking about today. Can you today. do something on this about my double chin? Is there something you can superimpose later to like... Just just keep the chin up. You could, just grow, good, you, good. you could just grow a beard. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> your trick. <laughs> it's smart man. Uh, so what we are it's actually talking about today, guys, is horror movies. Specifically slasher films. We did it before. We're doing it again. This year, we're talking about exactly... Is that motion child approach? Oh, there we go. Okay. I thought you were doing something totally different. I was doing it. What are the top ten <laughs> slasher films of all time building up to the best slasher film of all time? We have our list of ten. We're going to rank them for you as we go. And hopefully... We won't have too many tangents. No, we're going to be. I say on hopefully because but when these two are together, that that's tough. But we'll see. I'm going to be on point today. I don't know about this guy. By the way, did you introduce? I didn't even introduce Dang us. Me. I'm an yeah. old friend. Introduce yourself. So that's true. I'm a in case this is your first time watching. You hi, I'm Brad. That's Mike, and we are Dallas Geek. Today we have <laughs> our friend David. Oh, we have our first uh, racist comment of the Oh, uh, you know, hey, hey, I glad always, that was quiet. That didn't take very you know, long. I always have to throw <laughs> one at you. Brad, uh, remember, guys, Farrakhan. I can't edit. I can't edit a thing on this. Farrakhan uh, slash David Duke over here. Easy, easy. Dear Lord. Uh, um, that's going to so, go way over our, our audience's head. <laughs> Which one? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we... Uh, no, so... Uh, it's an honor. It's an honor to be so on. So I guess this is part two, because last year around this time we had you on for our... This is part three. Well, part, well part two for horror. horror part two for horror. But this is my third time on the pod. Right, there you go. This so, is lucky number three. Uh, last year it was uh, the top ten horror directors. And then we all picked a movie, and then we right. all argued them for uh, like an hour and a half. Right. Which, and before that was Spielberg. So, before, no, after that was Spielberg. Oh, after that was Spielberg. Right. Yeah, okay. So we're going back to horror this time, since you're a big fan of horror, I'm a big fan of horror, he's a big fan of horror. 
Uh, and it is it is around Halloween. Can we get him to enunciate a little better? Yes. No. We're not talking about there pretty women R's. here. There uh, are two R's in the <laughs> Two sets of R's. We're talking about horror, not the nice women who work the streets that might pay. Hey, they got to pay the bill somehow. Yes. Uh, moving on. Remember, so, the old family-friendly people. Family-friendly. <laughs> That's true. PG, so, uh, PG. Eh, whatever. Um, Even the pretty woman technically is PG. Yeah. Uh, isn't that a joke? Yeah. <laughs> so, so is Jaws. So is Jaws. So I contribute to these guys. Anyway, uh, so as you can tell, the MPA, the MPAA has been uh, overhauled a little bit over the years. Mm. Yeah. Uh, By the way, can I do a quick shout out and say this is the first pod I've been on with them since Brad had a baby, and this is a pretty stop this, bringing that up. No, this guy looks pretty darn good for someone who deals with a six-month-old. I just want to say that. What's your excuse? I have no excuse. I don't have kids either. Look at me, for God's sake. He's holding up well. <sighs> well, thank you. You're welcome. Well, thank you. So I, should, uh, I should just go kill myself. Then, is what you're saying. That's pretty dark. This is a family-friendly show. But it's Halloween. <laughs> Not yet. Almost. That's true. So. Yes, in the spirit of Halloween. With this, uh, if this is your first time watching us, uh, normally we're much more organized than this. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> A bit more organized than this. No, we're not. Thanks to the magic of editing. Ah, there we go. <laughs> you were talking about tangents? Ha <laughs> <laughs> um, Have you guys seen my soapbox? I can't find it anywhere. But, uh, if you've never seen our stuff before, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, you can always come back and see uh, new videos of ours every Tuesday and Friday. We do live streams Saturdays or Sundays, depending on how we're feeling that month. And uh, we cover a whole range of nerdy topics. If you don't have time to watch our videos, we have the audio out on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, uh, or I guess technically it's just called iHeart these days. Whatever. Branding, whatever. Uh, Google Play um, and Stitcher, because of course. Tinder? No. Uh, Bumble? Maybe. maybe Grinder? Definitely. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, yeah, you can uh, find us pretty much anywhere and everywhere. Uh, so definitely be sure to check out more of our stuff. After we're done, please don't leave. Even if you want to go watch one of our videos, please don't leave this to go watch one of our other videos because, you know, we have stuff to say. Uh, and David, because uh, you guys went off one of your tangents in the middle of introducing him, he is our friend from the podcast The Last Call uh, here in Dallas. They talk about sports. The other nerdy thing. Uh, we also do some pop culture and doc talk. If you're ever into documentaries, Mike's been a guest on that. One day, I am going to get Brad and Mike together on the show, and we so. will talk about something. We, we will actually keep it away from the sports nerdiness and add something in because he controls him, and that helps me. <laughs> Nobody. I I, I kind of. Well, you know, you I really like, do. I'm at least allowed to smack him upside well, you know, the head. We do a, we do have a pop culture event coming up here in December. So maybe we can uh, be on for that. Oh, I like it. Are you really giving me that look when the final... Mmm, go. By the way... Oh, I, I really like, had to bite my tongue for I, that. Brad, and I'd oh. like to point out something. I don't know if oh, Mike has ever told Brad this, but you will be appreciative of this. Do you know that I probably am Mike's friend with the most pops? Hmm? It's a real problem. He has more pops than I do. A real problem. Do you want me to pull up how, how many pops I have? How is that possible? You guys talk amongst yourselves, just for a moment. No. And I want everyone to get uh, Brad's reaction 
when I show him the number of pops I have. Yeah, he's just he's focused. I, I realized that we were a little fuzzy. Sorry about that, guys. When this pulls up, you're gonna get Brad's reaction. Yeah, Brad, anyway, he's so not gonna know what the, to do. The, the, the small, small. What we're talking small about? Small pop culture event of Star Wars coming out. I'm sorry, the final Star Wars. What we are talking about today? Slasher films. Get over there. I forgot to put my phone on silent. It's a thing. Mine's on silent. Mine's always on silent. Hi, honey. <laughs> so. That's not a typo. You have a problem, sir. A big You have a problem. Is your amount over 300? No, I'm at like... Nope, you lose. No, I know he has more. I'm saying I have more than you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Five no, I have to major hundred, sir. No, I, I have like about. And I want to point something out to you. I don't have any Marvel ones. How about that one for you? So just think I, of all I, the I other ones. Like I feel bad for you. I mean, you can feel bad for me. I don't feel too bad. Anyway, uh, to get back on track because we are already how many minutes in? God, do I want to know? <laughs> Enough. We're staying on point now, boys. <laughs> yeah, you we got it right there. Ten. We're ten minutes in. Right, oh, we gotta go. We gotta go. Thank we gotta you. move. Just Thank you, Kyla. So, are uh, going through the definitive top ten slasher films of all time, and these are just our opinions. No, so they're not. No, this is this, no, this is, is scientific fact. fact. Anybody that disagrees with us is just wrong. And can go and to you hell. Can tell them that we said so. Oh, I was trying to be democratic. No, no. Go on ahead, Mike. Not in this on dictatorship. This okay. No, sir. So, let's go ahead and uh, start with... Let's go to the big board. Now, to, wait, wait, hang on. Before we continue. Yes. We all shared our list. Yes. Oh, yeah. We all yeah, compiled good. a definitive top ten. Each of us had movies left off the top ten. Yes. That were on some our of our things were others. left off because certain people haven't seen some of the great slasher films of all time. I just want to throw that out there. Have you seen all the ones that I picked? Almost. Almost. Uh, <laughs> not always. Oh wait, I'm almost. sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wait, Silent I have to night. eat shit for an hour because I haven't seen. Uh, I haven't Silent seen night. them all, and he gets a pass. I haven't seen Silent Night and uh, wow. seen part of Candyman. You haven't seen Candyman? What part of Candyman? Oh my god! Now, who are you more mad at right now? <laughs> Still, you. You haven't seen Godfather Part Two. Uh, <laughs> that's is, worse. That is actually worse. I, you have to admit that anyway. is worse, Mike. <laughs> but I am mad at him right now. Anyway, why the hell do I keep inviting him to do things? That's a good question. <laughs> you don't have a lot of friends. <laughs> anyway, to try desperately to get back on track. Yes. Um. So we put together our compiled top ten, and now we're going to go through and rank them. Uh, in random, well, we'll randomly start ranking them in proper order, if that makes sense. Sure. Uh, so we'll randomly select a movie and then we'll place it in the top. There it is. It belongs. So uh, do we want to do honorable mentions? Yes, we will. Depending on the time, we'll talk honorable mentions before we hit uh, the last movie on the list. It's okay. A great idea. So first movie we're gonna hit up is the original Friday the Thirteenth. Where do we feel it should go and why, gentlemen? Your arguments. Guests first. 
I'll be perfectly honest. I think if I could do an overrated movie list, Friday the 13th probably would be way up there. It's funny because we talked about doing an overrated, underrated. Yes, but but here's what I will say about Friday the 13th. I'll make it very short and sweet. You can identify a genre-like slasher without including an iconic character like Jason, and especially something that inspired so many Damn. other sequels. However, however, my issue with the original Friday the 13th is what? That Jason, not the killer. Not the killer. There we go. So the was, question becomes. I was about to punch you it after is, saying that. Well, that's why when I put in spoiler <laughs> alert, by the way. Sorry. No, no, no. no. <laughs> when you said when you said yeah, Friday the Thirteenth and Jason, I was like uh uh. That, uh wait, no, wait. I was getting there. You just had to wait for a second. So my issue is it inspires that Jason is in it, but not the Jason that we come accustomed to. Right. But because that inspires everything, and because the second one is such a horrible film, yeah. um, and pretty much almost everyone after. Well, that. and that's the thing. That's why when I submitted my list, I specifically put in part, part one and two right. because. While part one was better, Friday the 13th part two uh, is what introduced Jason and the whole continuation of the franchise. Right. You have to give credit to the original thing. Yes. I mean, you just do. You can't not. And I actually continue to believe that the entire Friday the 13th series is a really big pile of doggy doo-doo. Yeah. But it's become iconic and everything, and therefore even I had that on my list. Really? E even the, uh, the the one where Jason goes off into space? space? Yep, that's right up there with your leprechaun in space. Jesus. <laughs> or that leprechaun in the, in the hood. hood. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I love, by the way, and a very underrated performance by his mother. It's a great performance of the first one, Jason's yes. mother, who is, you know, is the main character. She was awesome. That was, yeah, that was going to be what I was going to say. You've got the, the twist that Mrs. Voorhees is actually the killer. Again, spoilers. Sorry if you guys are 45 to 50 years late. Um, I'm like Godfather. Thanks, Dick. Um, I can't edit. That's fine. God, always with the cursing. That's fine. It'll, it'll fall on you. Um, Potty mouth. Do you have a swear jar on the show? No, I wish. No. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if every time Mike had a swear, he had to put in like something to charity? That would be so amazing. That's a great idea. I donate to charity already. But this would... I, I, I think we may actually have to look into this. I, I, I like this. Idea. I would love a Dallas Geek swear jar. I the like Mike swear idea. jar, and you can get like a giant Boba Fett or something with like a like I have a Stay Puft, but you could get like something like that. You know, like an Iron Man. Go ahead, go ahead, continue. See, we're, I'm giving you good ideas here. I love um, it. <laughs> well, since I was filibustered out, you're of my talking mind. about Mrs. Voorhees. Yes, the twist that Mrs. Voorhees was the killer was something that we hadn't seen and and horror movies up to that point. Right. Um, the other thing that I really like about it, I think it's iconic for the first-person viewpoint kills. Mm. That, you're seeing the kills help. through the eyes of the killer. That They're all but that wasn't like, the first time. No, but, no, but it, it was, was one of the first times that it was so widely featured uh, in a, a prominent movie. Because I think there's only a handful of those kills was it though? Well, there's oh, only okay, a okay. of those kills that it wasn't. It's still copied off of that, something else but that may still. or may not be on this list. Oh, no, it'll be on yeah. this you list. You want to talk about the um, underrated though? You are not. I, we're not. I hope we're not talking about the same film. <laughs> yeah, we, I will have Mike we punch absolutely you because are. I would never punch you. If you're thinking about what I think, if he's thinking what we're thinking, we're gonna have a major. I am. We're gonna have a major. I am, and uh, yeah. No way. 
Um, um, but we'll uh, get to that. That's uh, gonna hurt me. To wrap up on Friday the 13th, too, it also does still have one of the most iconic kills of any slasher. Kevin Bacon taking the arrow through the throat from the bottom of the bed. That's still, like, one of the best ever. Did you say part two? Hmm? Is that what you just said? Kevin Bacon? No. Taking oh. the arrow... No, 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 I got it. I thought you said part Friday the 13th, part two. Uh, I don't think so. No, okay. I, want, I may be hearing things. <laughs> that's, but yeah, it's... No, it's awesome. I mean, but like you said, all it's... All they just affect the elderly. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But like you said, it's... It's not a strong entry. Like, it's not one of those that I'm like... I have to definitively watch but it. But it has to be on. It has to be on. If this. you're gonna, if you're gonna be ranking definitive slasher films, it has to be there. So, so are we ranking? Yeah. Okay. So for me, so where easy. would you, where would on you find On the top this? ten. Ten. Really? Yeah. I would say no Considering higher. Considering the other movies that are uh, that we're gonna be picking from, you don't find any of the rest of them lower. No. Really? I would not. Well, here's my issue. Here's my issue. You have put. A couple films on here that I don't really totally agree with, but that's okay. But, 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 I still like those films so much more yeah. than Friday the 13th. Dude, I have to agree. That I would not put it, of the list you're showing me, I would like, definitely not put it above 10. I, I can't see it higher going, I can't see it going higher than 9 for me. And what about you? Where do you stand? I agree with 10. All right! Look at that! It was so easy. We're off and running. Yeah, so no, give me one, Mike. Give me one. I ain't questioning you because I disagreed with it. I just wanted to make sure that uh, you are absolutely sure about hey, that. No, I, I was. Want, I was absolutely. But no, I, I agree. So with I just you. want to right. point out real quick. I'm proud of you boys. This will be the only time we probably agree on it. Not necessarily. <laughs> May surprise you more. Oh no! More. I know that there are definitely gonna be a couple that. Uh, well, if you continue to go on the path you were going, this may only be a two-man show by yeah. the end. <laughs> All right, what's the next film, Brad? Next up, uh, you want to talk about... It's in the car, don't worry. Classic horror films. We're going up with the next one, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oof. The original. How does that rank for y'all? Like, do you want us to actually rank it now, or do you want us to... Because, like, this... Give your justification, God, and Jesus. then we'll give rank. So, this movie was so creepy when I was a kid, because it's literally like, oh, like, you're in bed, you're asleep, you're supposed to be safe. That's the one place where you're supposed to feel safe where you lay your head down and you yep. shut down. Dude, and it's literally like, this guy gets you in your dreams and that's the only place that he can get you. That is that's one amazing. of the screwiest, most terrifying thoughts that like has ever been imagined. And of course it was Wes Craven. Of course it was. Absolutely. Who, it was good. Who, who, and isn't it who interesting? Who will pop up on this list again? Yes, isn't it interesting? And, and yeah. I think that's a discussion to have too, which is, I, I mean, I don't see how you could say Craven is not the number one director when it comes to slasher movies. I'd have to give him that crap. Mm -hmm. you, you don't have to raise your hand. You can go ahead and just blow that. Oh, but I, I appreciate that. That's very sweet. Yeah. yeah. That does. Sounds, sorry, he's sorry. learning. I have my moment. Yeah. Uh, attempting uh, manners. Uh, attempting manners. It's a toss up for me. Between who and who? You know who. I would Between play. my boy Carpenter? Yeah, I don't disagree with you, but I could argue with you that even Wes Craven's feature film, which was Last House on the Left, which is such mm -hmm. a brutal thing. In many ways, that's almost slasher at times. Like, it's kind of interesting. Like, and he was doing that in the woods way before, before Friday the yeah. 13th or all these other things. I, Craven is the master of that. I also don't think that Carpenter, I don't think you could say how many slasher films did he really create? Carpenter? Yeah. How many did he really do? 
I mean, you're not going to consider the fog slash. You're not going to consider. I mean, he did uh, plenty of horror movies. Horror, but, but not slasher. Oh, right. So okay, so then let me. I'll give Craven slasher, but I think the definitive horror director is Carpenter. Oh, horror! But you're not talking about horror. You're yeah, talking about slashers. slashers. I yeah, no which I'll give. That. I'll give you Wes Craven for stay slashers. Stay on, stay yeah. on, stay on point. You're right. You're right. My apologies. So are you ranking it? It's got to be top five. It has to be. Yeah. For it me on this be. list, it has to be because we it have another to. one on this list that's going to... I'd call it number four, honestly, Dude. because I think it set enough precedent for the slasher genre uh, that no. still holds up. But at the same time, there's enough of it that is cheesy by modern standards that I can't put it in the top And you guys, And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it really kind of one of the first big-time supernatural-based slashers? It definitely... Where it kind of mixed the supernatural without and the a slasher. Doubt. Without a doubt. And it wasn't yeah. just your traditional just guy walking around right. killing people or well, it, it, hiding behind things. It hit but. a very specific part of the social consciousness and pop culture uh, that I don't think any other movie could have when it came out and still hits that same beat every year since yep. in the same way. Uh, for anybody that's never seen it before, right? Um, like it, while all the rest of these movies show their age uh, after a certain point, Nightmare on Elm Street age as well. has uh, a certain something about it that if you've never seen it before, if you've never seen any of the spinoffs or parodies or anything that has fallen in that specific subgenre of slasher, right. uh, it will continue to hit you in the same way as today as it did when it first came out. And any time again, I stick by this, and we talked about this with our horror films on the pod before when we had done this, I remember you guys, Anytime you create an iconic character, character. Oh, yeah. that has now been duplicated, parodied, you know, they tried to do other things with, I mean, when Robert that character, England, When Freddy that character Krueger. became a parody? Exactly, it literally a caricature of itself. Himself. Um, I'm with you. I love number four. That's where I would put this looking over our list. It would be I mean, a four for me. Of all the uh, the horror characters out there, Freddy Krueger is such an iconic one. Yep. The character alone really pushes uh, the ranking of the movie right. because you just can't help but love him as a villain. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think and four, and can we take it in a step four forward? Really good. This was the first one. This is before he got cheesy, before it was like, let's just go make money. This is like, with all the silly and What do you mean stupid, cheesy, bitch? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like the stupid lines. I mean, this was, it was scary. It made you afraid to go to sleep Dude. at night. Like, this is before it just became corny, cheesy. When, when a, when a, no, do you have something to wipe this off with over there? When you have, when you have Keep a going. when you have a mainstream cartoon introduce I just made a comment on your live stream because I didn't know if I should just like jump in with comments. No, you're fine. <laughs> That's okay. Um when Mike you have, will pick you up. The mic will pick you up. Yeah. So when but when you have when you have a when you have a mainstream pop culture phenomenon like Rick and Morty introduce a parody of the character named Scary Terry. I wish with, I could with, understand what you're talking about, but I'm, 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 I'll just agree with so you. I've never has, seen Rick or Morty. So the whole bit is, is that they go into a dream state. Okay. 
to incept his math teacher, Morty. Okay. Uh, Morty's math teacher. To Rick give is the student? No, Rick is his grandpa. Morty's the kid. Okay. So, uh, so Rick and Morty is a uh, parody of... Oh, no, I've seen I've seen these Scary characters, Terry. but I don't know what they are. So, so Rick, Rick and Morty is a uh, an adult parody of Back to the Future if uh, Doc Brown was the drunk uncle, sorry, drunk, uh, drunk grandfather, grandfather, and uh, Morty was the really, really dumb uh, grandson. But the whole bit is, is and that... he was forced to go on all these crazy adventures. Oh, so okay. the whole bit is, is that they're trying to incept his math teacher, Morty's math teacher, to give him grades so he can go on more adventures. And they go so deep in that they go to a level of his subconscious where scary Terry awaits. And they start running, and Morty asks him, what the hell is that? And Rick's reply is, it's a copyright-friendly knockoff of an 80s horror icon. <laughs> I got it. With tiny swords it. for fingers instead of That's knives. That's funny. Okay, cool. <laughs> Like when you when it your is character is to that level forty years after the movie has come out, that's pretty awesome. All right, so that's that's you have four. to, by the way, five. to be able to see uh, the parody of Freddy Krueger uh, decapitate the parody of uh, the little girls from, from The Shining yep. is one of the best things <laughs> I think has ever been on TV. I'm going to have to check it out. I'll, I'll also <laughs> say that like even in a modern game like Dead by Daylight has a character yep. for Freddy Krueger to play as him. Oh yeah, still. Everywhere. So. Next up, we're going to stick uh, with the line of the classics and go with the original Halloween. How do we feel? Where should it go? Number one. Really? Yes. Without a doubt. Number one. It is the godfather of slashers. The only... It, there's another one on this list, which is the only one that I would consider overtaking this. But for me... This is what created the slasher genre. You talk about seeing it from the killer's eyes, all that stuff, that is Halloween. The music being the, in many times, the villain itself. So every time you hear that music, you cannot tell me that, I mean, it doesn't inspire everything. I mean, again, any film that a holiday, when you think of a holiday, the first one or two things that comes to your mind is a horror film. Like, that is crazy to think about. Yep. Like, nobody was scared about Halloween before that film before came Michael out. Michael Myers. The came origins out. of Halloween, and my brother would sit here and tell you his favorite holiday, is dark, disturbing, pagan rituals, all the things you could talk about. And the fact that all that it came to was kids and candy and dressing up in costumes and having fun and John Carpenter takes that whole premise, turns it on its head. Basically, it's a commentary, as most of his stuff is, a political and social commentary of parents leave their kids yep. to go out to parties and in the night or do whatever. And who does Carpenter go after? The teenagers, the babysitters, the people that, and it's such a commentary. It creates everything. I don't know how you could rate anything above that if we're talking set about in, slasher films. Set in small town suburban America. Yeah. Main Street nobody, USA. Nobody locks their houses as a night cut as everybody feels safe. So and not anymore. A kid literally, yeah, no, oh shit. Um, <laughs> but literally... Once again, we really need this. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> um, but literally the terrifying thought of like a six-year-old kid just for no reason snapping and killing his sister. Yep. And then being locked away for years and then coming back. Like no no motivation, no motivation. No supernatural powers, nope. no none just, of that. Literally just a dude that 
went from zero to a hundred for no reason whatsoever. And can we please talk about the idea of the boogeyman? Yep. I mean, like that, that whole the, premise. Was that the boogeyman? Was I mean, it's so As and it's psychology is like and exactly. There's no motive. That's no. what makes the original Halloween so great. There is no motive. This dude gonna, is just a killing machine. He's just evil. And we're gonna talk about that when we get to the honorable mentions. Okay. But that's part of what made the reboot so good. Because I gave a motivation? Really? No. I, we Rob can Zom talk about Rob it. Zombie I, tried to give him a motivation. We can talk, we can talk about it um, when we get there. But yeah. yeah, for me, I don't see how... And are you... Is this where you're about to become, like, go lower on my run? Yes. Because that's what you were referring to when we first began. The score? Is this what you're about to talk about in Overrated? Actually, no. I think that... Oh, this wasn't what you were going to talk about. No. Oh, thank God. I like him again. Oh, I thought that's what we were on a totally yes, different wavelength. Yeah. Like, you knew where... Yep. Was that what you thought, too? Halloween. Absolutely. Oh, we thought that's what you were talking about. When I said the first-person perspective of the kill, and Yeah, said, and you well, said no. there's something else on our list that I think should be... Yeah, there's an older movie on our list. Okay, now I know where you're going. Okay. Now I know where you're okay. going. We're all good. We're all good. And everyone yeah, my mind immediately... I knew I'd still love just that movie. Every one of his movies I consider to be overrated. Cinematically, I understand why they're considered great, but... Did you just say John Carpenter's oh, movies are No, he's rated. not talking about Carpenter. Get oh, off of okay, it. Okay, oh, okay, my God. Okay, we okay, can't. Okay, Hitchcock. Oh, no, it. okay, okay. Can we uh, stick with Halloween? Okay, Where are you? Got okay, got come it, back, got come it, back. Okay. <laughs> now he is going oh, lower on the run. But at least it wasn't gosh. Halloween. I don't have a problem. If it had no, been Halloween, no, we would so have Halloween, Halloween is a movie that, while I personally don't find it terrifying... I completely understand why it is seen as terrifying by so many people, and I think Halloween is a fantastic example of what a slasher should be, because it's scary for the right reasons. So many modern horror movies, so many modern slasher films especially, rely so heavily on the jump scares, yes. and this movie, while it has jump scares, it's a for a very specific reason, and always to throw you off uh, from what you would expect the jump scare to be for, yep. and B, it doesn't overuse them. And, and can so we talk just, about the fact it that it really what uses the suspense and lets you have to wait and let the movie breathe, and you are forced to appreciate what is being set up and not some trick of the camera that a less talented director would put in there. And... What does it not do that so many, including Friday the 13th and so many parodies afterwards did? They relied on gore. They relied on all gruesome Which stuff. Which you don't see a lot and of. you don't see almost at all in Halloween. There it's is, more genius stuff. And it's shot on... Four kills, right? And it's shot on... Four kills? Ah, four you're kills? forgetting about a kill. This also goes to why John Carpenter's a great director. You know my crazy theory. The dog. Yes. The fact that he kills the dog. But you don't... He got hungry. But you, but you don't. I love that. But even then, even the deaths that you see on screen or the aftermath later, you don't see it in a way that visually offends you. And let's talk about like, the shoestring budget. Oh, no God. money. Was it, was it like three hundred thousand? No, it was less. I thought it was thirty thousand, if I remembered right. It was something I it was outrageous. I thought it was in the six. And movies. no, no, I don't think so. And he shoots it of all places. He turns Pasadena, California. Oh, into this Midwestern place, and it's unfreaking believable. Like it's just, it's all done through amazing shots, yeah. creative stuff of 
the guy is you see his feet go into the air, his legs go up. Like it's so well, amazing. On top, well, like even on top of that too, like you said, letting the suspense build. Like the scenes where there's no noise, there's no music, but you hear him breathing. Oh, he's in the, the room sound with design, somewhere. The sound oh, design great. of this movie And then he like is pops up from so behind the couch. Or what I still think is one of the most iconic <laughs> scenes where she slinks up against the wall and slinks down and you just see his white mask and the oh, completely black so much light. Like every, oh, let's go. Every movie that has ever gotten uh, mass recognition, it is so easy to be able to uh, toss out there that, oh, the cinematography was fantastic. The yeah. director was fantastic. Oh, yeah, no, the, the, the cameras, the, the, the visuals, the whatever. What is so easily overlooked, but in this, uh, in Halloween, was so and massive, was the, the sound design. And the, the sound design, to know how to do that right, to the level that yep. this movie does it, oh. takes a, a kind of talent that you don't see very often. Like, so. that was impressive. So the budget was 320000 Got it! With with only given 20 days to shoot. That's 20 days to shoot. Oh, okay. And, 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 it, and at the time, it was the most successful independent film yep. ever. Because it was 100 wasn't Ray It wasn't released by a major motion picture. And a studio, and also the pacing that we were just talking about. I mean, where else did you see this idea of the killer who walks slowly? Yeah. Like, you're literally sitting there like, Wait a minute! It like he's ne the shot of him going across the street, and he's just this methodical walk. Or when they're walking, and she sees him next to the bushes. Oh, and then her comes out of the and side, and you like, can't do shaky cam on that, can you? And then would you like to guess how much they spent on the original mask? Well, then there's the pop, pop culture. culture. Who was it designed after? Shatner. How great is that? Oh yeah. He designed that William Shatner, Captain Kirk, is the scariest face in the world. Two dollars. Uh, well, they made that, that back. Awesome. Yeah, so all right, funny. put it at number one and let's go. I'm okay with this. <laughs> all right. That was so, one of the first things I learned how to play on my what piano. What he still was be saying was that he, he spent some time, like, messing around on a piano. He yeah. said he played an octave in 5-4 time. And then he was like, oh, I kind of like this horror horror thing. So when he actually started shooting holiday, he was like, yeah, I'm using and it freak is that. And again, like, is there any other holiday that you just say the name and that's what you think about? Exactly. Also, and this this is uh, one point that I'm just going to leave this on. Uh, I don't think there is really any other horror movie that is so directly tied and immediately reminiscent of a very specific time in history. Like, I, I don't think there's really any other horror movie that you can look at and go, I know what uh, year-ish this is, and I feel that when I watch it. And it was a movie that everyone could relate to. That's huge, right? Like, everyone could relate to babysitting, being there in the house, like, kids fooling around, kids, are, like, it was so, it's so unbelievable. Yeah, like, yeah. It, and that's why Nightmare on Elm Street, like you said, other things, when people, when everyday people can relate to being in those situations, that becomes all the more terrifying. All right. I mean, so, we, could, we could spend an entire podcast could. talking about this. And so, uh, just to be able to uh, take a small step away from the classics to go for something a bit more modern to shake this up. Sure. Uh, we are going to go with Happy Death Day. How do we feel? Where does it go? In terms of, I guess, what do we what do we want to consider modern? Like what time frame? The Groundhog post Day of Horror. No, 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 no. What I'm saying, that post-2000? Post-2000, I think it's... I, don't know I, I would say I would that say anything that is like uh, you can, pre '80s is the golden age. Okay. Uh, 
80s through 90s is the silver age and then everything 2000s and up is uh that this modern like i mean like you said it's the age <laughs> well like you said it's i mean it's groundhog day it is but it's still it's, i love this movie they took a nice little twist on it yeah. and instead of like waking up like you're waking up living the same day over and over again because you have to try to figure out who killed you and i yeah. think what's so great about it is that it takes films like Shaun of the Dead, it takes films like a um, movie. Uh, uh, Scary Movie, it takes films where people finally started making fun yep. and parody of horror movies, and I think unlike those, they did a much better job of it's, you're still scared, you're still believing you're watching a horror movie, but it's funny it's entertaining the writing's brilliant it is like it like, is really good like i do i think this is the top 10 slasher movie no i don't do i think this is one of the most entertaining slasher movies made in the last 10 years absolutely and i love it and i enjoy it i absolutely love it and this was one of those this was one of those that i think was on this was on i think me and Brad's list and it yep. wasn't on yours i thought about it but i I was the problem with me is and look this could be a possibility of there's a nine year age difference between us right so for me it's very hard to find films that are original that are entertaining and that then you're gonna put amongst some of the really good classic things no I, yeah look I completely agree in terms of like I don't have a problem that it's on the list and it's also me having to admit as an older person, that there are films that come out that your age and younger, especially for like college and high school kids nowadays, that you have to right. appreciate and enjoy. Look, I loved Hellfest. I may be one of the only people that liked Hellfest, but I loved, that's a little shout out, go see Hellfest if you like these kinds of scary haunted houses, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. movies. Like reminds me of like an old fun house or whatever. I was those. actually gonna ask you how it was. Good. Loved it, yeah. I really loved it, but I also like acknowledge it. No, Happy Death Day I went to and I went I remember seeing the previews, and I remember seeing the previews going. I think this could I think be, we saw the previews, and I was like, "This could be an saying, absolute yeah. disaster, or, or it could, could be, be pretty genius." Yeah, yeah. And it was pretty genius. It was pretty genius. Yeah. Well, they take the they take the trope of the, the whole the kind of stereotypical blonde sorority girl, yes. and, uh, and she is so funny, and she's funny, she's so funny. But she starts piecing everything together, and, and she starts kicking some ass, exactly, which is very rare, right? Like they never like they're strong, independent female characters. But not with their attitude, right. like not with their like that dark. Yeah, she's she's kind of like to hell with this. Like, yeah, yeah. If yeah, I'm yeah. gonna die, then I'm gonna die. But... Exactly. Well, so it, one of the hardest things to do. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah, we missed you. Yeah. Uh, so one of the hardest <laughs> things to do is to take a parody and treat it seriously and not come across as ridiculous with the final result. Not come across like Scary Movie or right. those kinds of movies, which are just ridiculous. No, no, th those are movies that were parodies and they knew it. Right. I mean uh, a parody that is treated as if it was like a drama, but uh, doesn't realize that that's the wrong tone if you're gonna be doing a serious version of a parody. Right. Like you can't do that. Um, More like a blood simple. <laughs> This reminded me more of like a blood set. Like this was more like in the Coen Brothers genre or something like that that was more clever. Where the writing yeah. was excellent. Kind of like the more, acting more self-aware. Yes. Self-aware and yeah. smart. Yeah. Intellectual. Yeah. That's the problem. It wasn't, you didn't feel stupid 
right. for watching this. Some of those other things you feel dumb. You're like, okay, I laugh, but I feel more dumb for having like. A you're laughing that. at this because you're like, that's actually kind of clever. Oh, very yep. much so. Yep, very much. So, so. Uh, where would we rank Happy Death Day? I mean, it's it. Look, with with everything that's on this list, it's still going to be towards the bottom of the list for me. All right. I, I would say probably like an eight or a nine. I think would be safe. I think nine's a good place. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. What I would put it. I agree. What do that. you think? What do you think? I'd feel it uh, as a seven or eight. I like it. Okay. I I wouldn't I like it too. I'd be comfortable with eight. I wouldn't so, put it lower than eight. So you're saying I know what I would put at nine though. Nine? Now no, I'm saying you could put it at eight, I wouldn't have a problem with that, but I know what then should go at nine on my list at least. Okay. I'm comfortable with eight. Okay. Like I said, I really like those it's really movies. Good. I really like they those movies. They destroyed it with a second one. But it's really oh, good. Did they? I mean, that's they did. You didn't see it? No. It was clever in the beginning, and, and it takes off a whole new world. It. You know, it's like when you when you had a good thing, and then you try to just make it so ridiculous, and it doesn't yeah. become what the first one like was. Too many chefs in the kitchen kind of thing. Exactly. And you try to take yourself too seriously. That's what I would say. <laughs> I just whenever when I hear that, start, I always think of too many cooks. When you start, <laughs> yeah. When you start taking yourself too seriously, right. That's when you get into trouble. Right. That's when you get into trouble. Yeah. Which the first one didn't. No, 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 no. The first oh. one didn't. The first one knew exactly what it was and it stuck with it. Absolutely. So. Look at this guy. Look at the good hand. But yeah, like, I like. I won't ask you to curse him because I know they don't teach your generation that anymore. I don't know. We were uh, one of the last generations. I were you? Okay. Hey, I can still sign my name. Close enough. Mike, uh, there is zero chance you have good handwriting. Yeah, but you teach, so you have talking to. About? Zero no. chance. I'll let you see some of my handwriting. Brad, does he have good handwriting? There's no. No. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad majority rules. There's, I just know you. I know people that have good handwriting. I know people that anyway. don't. Your Technology is his friend when it comes to writing. Oh my God. Any minute, Uncle Rico's going to be like. Write the Bible in the greatest handwriting you've ever seen. <laughs> and you can throw that ball over that mountain over there. All right, let's continue. Well, I was going to say, before we go on, yes, like, the thing that I really like about horror films is when they try to slasher, do something. Slasher. Well, horror in general. Okay. But slashers, too, is when they try to do something that kind of kicks the trend and goes against the green. Um, to the point, like, I, like, Everybody craps on me when I say it, but still, like, one of my favorite movies of the last 15 years was um, The First Cloverfield. I'm okay with that. Good movie. I'm okay with that. Just, but don't watch it if you're, like, right, but a it, little drunk. Now, now they, they, did the whole, they did the whole shaky cam after that and everything like that, yeah. but that was one of the first ones that kind of did it from that first-person perspective well, that was, of putting you down in there. That was one that did shaky cam right. without it being shaky right. cam. That was not really true. You gotta get oh, the sorry. other... I'm sorry, it was one of the first ones to do it in a while. There you go. That was better. Oh, uh, you're right. I'm so, sorry. I would give Blair Witch credit before Cloverfield. <coughs> yes, and I loved Blair Witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Happy Death Day was kind of the same thing. It took a classic oh, tale yeah. like oh, yes. Caddyshack and kind of... It wasn't even that it was it. that original, but again, no. it knew what it but was. It did something, uh, but it did something... Oh, I'm sorry, Groundhog Day. I said Caddyshack. Yeah, Groundhog Bill Murray. That's okay. Um, both classics. You're right. But I do like it when they do kind of go away from what the norm at the time Wrong is. Wrong rodent. There you go. Well played. Rest in peace, Harold Ramis. Oh, God, yeah. Okay, uh, so next on the list, let's go with... This is going to start to get hard. Uh, <laughs> that's what she said. No, mine say... Yeah, it was amazing for all of the three minutes that it lasted. Uh, A heavyweight boxing round! 
We're off topic. Just, notice though, notice how I can do it without cursing though. Can I just say it? I'm like Bill Cosby? Uh, <laughs> we're moving on. Did you move on? I can we're do it on. without. Right, yeah, there you go. Doesn't that just get better? Who wants a Jello pudding pop? Let's go. Uh, I mean, stop. are they going to be consenting to it? Oh come to on! To the pudding pop. To the pudding pop. Are we talking about? Okay, move on. <laughs> it's something, all right. Definitely an ism. <laughs> it's called uh, 50 years in the state penitentiary. That's what it's called. We can't get sued for this, can we? All I know is there's a lot of pudding pop action going on in that place right now. We can probably get sued for that. <laughs> we're talking about chocolate here. Yeah, sure. you are. Sure, that's what we're talking about. Yes, you oh, are. Sexual. You broke, you broke Brad. Yeah, I know. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> the only I can break Brad. I want to point that out. You look back at all the other things when I'm on this show, I can always break Brad. Wait, we're, wait. I usually do it in the first 30 seconds. I didn't do it enough, but wait, I wait, broke on, Brad. When did Mark Henry show up? He doesn't know who that is. Wait, wait, you, you do. Stop. No, that is not sexual chocolate. Even Brad can tell you what sexual chocolate is. What is sexual chocolate, Brad? It's Mark Henry. No, it is not. It's Randy Watson. Can you give it up for my band, Sexual Chocolate? Please tell me what that's from. Oh, no. You don't know what that's from? I don't. Coming to America, <laughs> I'm you. done. I am done. Mr. Rip, you might remember him from that episode as the guest policeman. <laughs> Who's my mama? <laughs> okay, continue. Right, back on the rails, Brad, please. we're back. What's the next movie? Let's go, Sexual Chocolate. That's my new nickname for Brad. And people are just going to look at me and be like, why the hell are you calling this guy? Oh, because you just don't know. That's sexual chocolate. Wait till your wife hears that. The next time I Why does he get the fucked up names and, and I, I don't? Yeah, you are. You're the Marvel moron. That's not a cool nickname. And Uncle Rico. Listen. Neither is that. <laughs> your wife is not going to know what to do. Why is that strange guy with the big nose who's Jewish calling you sexual chocolate? You forgot to say in his 40s. Thank you for that. Yeah. Mike. You're welcome. See, and I'm not even going to curse. Go ahead. Help. <laughs> oh, so now you understand how Mike feels when you get him aroused. What's the next? Aroused? Did you just no. say aroused? No, no, no. Did you just say, you really are sexual chocolate. This guy has it all, the whole world in his pants, not in his hands. I said around Raz. Oh, Raz. I'm sorry. I've heard you say a lot of weird things today. Uh, all right, go all ahead, right, Brad. Yeah, what's the next movie? Let's get it back on the rails, please. Really quickly, if this is the first time you're joining us. <laughs> Isn't it appropriate that sexual chocolate is a Darth Vader mug? Oh, once again, if this is the first time you're joining us, thank you for sticking around. Please don't go. This is going to be the most watched thing normally you've ever our, had. Normally our, uh, our, our show is much more sane than this. No, it's not. Don't lie to them. After I edit it, it's usually a bit more safe okay, than that's this. Fair. Oh, I gotta remember uh, to sit more erect. Go ahead. <laughs> New videos every Tuesday and Friday. If we're allowed to continue to do this. <laughs> Sorry, I'm on about 20 Zertex at this point. One of these days we'll hopefully get some sponsors, but clearly not today. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> Viagra's gonna be on this. <laughs> Or Magnum sexual chocolate. Condom. Okay, can we continue to go here? What is next on our list? Condom sense. There you go. Yep. That's right. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my dear Lord. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay, next next one, Brad. Next up, um, Take us home. We're, we're, we definitely have to go a little bit faster. Yeah, we uh, really do. These movies. These um, oh, dear Lord. Child's. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> what a beautiful segue right into Child's Play. Oh, cha-ching the money ball. We are on our way, folks. Let's talk us some Chucky. Dad, I even, I even would have gone with Scream. <laughs> he walked right into that one, man. <laughs> that was amazing. This was supposed to be a PG show. Hey, Brad. Hey, you know how, like, we as evolved beings look at, like, bugs and don't get how they're... And don't understand why they're so dumb to fly into the... The, the bug zapper. He went right you just into did. Child's Play. He did, he did that was so genius, and he did it all on his own. Like we didn't even have anything to do with it. I just oh. hey, so so what Brad just did was the actual physical embodiment of the moth meme from like six months ago with the plane. That was great. Oh my god. Do you think that's like what is is that what um uh, your favorite buddy did when he was creating Man of Steel? Did he just walk right into that thing, like right, like just? You good? Knowing. No. Nope. Brad's back. So Brad wanted to I'm talk so about child's play. Uh, so a little doll that's taken home by a boy that tells him to go f himself. That's one way to put it. <laughs> Charles Lee Ray. Mike, what do you think about child's play? Brad is Brad is gone. Brad has Brad has gone off. Wait, isn't it impressive? What was the name of the character? Brad Duraf. Yes, Brad Duraf. It's so perfect, Brad. Brad Duraf, the voice of Chucky. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want from me? Oh jeez. Okay, we're gonna talk about Child's Play. Child's Play was a film in the yes, early nineties, not the redo, not the new Even one. Even though some the of new one has Mark Hamill, Hamill in it, right. and the new one wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. By the way. That's what everybody. That's what everybody keeps saying. It was Actually, far better because it wasn't just a straight remake. Yeah, it was. I guess a. Yeah. I guess it was an artificial intelligence, or it was. Yeah, they really put a modern that? day spin yeah. on it. What was that? That was. Calm down over their sexual he was, he, he was getting excited because we were talking about. Hey, hey I'm not the one. Little that, children. Hey, I'm not the one that hears sexual chocolate and thinks child's play. Calm down over there. Okay, can we get back on track? Child's play. Again, an iconic character. Yes, yes. A definitely a slasher movie, but a totally different world of the slasher movie. And it fits into a very, very specific phobia that a lot of people have. Yeah, dolls. Dolls. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. What did he just you know, this no, he said little people. Oh, I have. I, wait a minute. Time out. Don't be putting me in this category. I have never watched Child Play and ever thought of a phobia of little people. What? Who is this guy, man? Sexual chocolate, dude. Little people? You watch Child's Play and you have a phobia of little. That makes you think of little people with knives running around. I mean, to you be are a horrible person. <laughs> to be little fair. people. Have you ever thought of little people? Nope. At least he's a particular. Oh my God! Okay, Leprechaun. I would have agreed with you, little and children. children. That I agree with. That I agree. See, this is the phobia of having a six-month-old. Yeah. This is the phobia yeah. of he's already thinking to himself when his son is able to walk. He's gonna turn around late at night, and his son's gonna be standing by him with a butcher knife and be like, "Ah!" That'd be the only. And, and, and let's remember, Child's Play came out at around the same time as Teddy Ruxpin. 
So that just really added he's to... He's in little people. <laughs> okay, let's I'm get it back sorry. on the rails, folks. He has a phobia hey. of little people. Hey, I understand. I do. I'm saying if it, it fed into... Little people have batteries putting them on the back and then like... Okay, in the something, movie... Something that's like three feet tall coming after you in the night. In, okay, Which would in the seem movie, ridiculous, right? In the Isn't movie, that the brilliance? When the doll was running around trying to kill people, who was in the costume? That's a great point. You know that all of these years I've never thought mm. about a little person in a costume? All I've thought, wait. What, did you think it was like... No, I kind of said. Going around I, said, like, kill him, kill him, kill I don't him. like to, it, you know, like, you don't, you, like, imagination, you like to suspend it when you see movies. So I guess I've always thought in a oh, weird you, way you that Chucky was real. Or maybe like a puppet or something that they were able to do things with. I don't know. Because George Lucas is So who was in the body? Who was in it? Do you know? A little person. <laughs> I can't believe How did you know it was a little person? What if it was a six-year-old kid? Because they're going to have a little six-year-old kid going around. So you think Warwick Davis was putting on that child play Chucky I mean, outfit to and be going fair, around? The, to be fair, the man has enough versatility. I wouldn't be surprised. It, well, you would be right. <laughs> um, but isn't that the amazing thing? We just talked about how Happy Death Day didn't take itself too seriously and did stuff. How funny is it? than a movie like Child's Play. You were genuinely scared. Like, that's messed up. That a little doll, that you're like, oh, this little two or three foot thing, not a little person, but a two or three foot doll, a toy has come to life, and you're genuinely scared of it. Like, that's brilliant. Like, if I, told, if I sold you that plot and said, hey, Mike and Brad, I'm going to make a horror movie. And I'm going to have this little Darth Vader right here come to life and start chasing you around. You guys would have laughed your heads off at me. Even like, David, you need psychological help for more reasons no, look, than we thought. No, you're 100% right. Um... Oh, stop it. It was a little person. Yeah. He's changed my whole world. Once again, did you really think that they were going to have a little kid dressed up in a costume going around stabbing people on set? I never thought about it. All right, so trying to get it back on the... God, I'm the one trying to get it back on the rails. So so much of that talk has just changed my world. <clears throat> um, no, so like, where would we do like child Like play? you said, the fact that it was literally like a kid's toy <sighs> comes to life and start terrorizing people. And that wasn't like, the first time things like that had been done. Like no. you look at like Poltergeist. Right. I mean, like they had done that idea before, but this it's was so specific. ridiculous. Oh, this was specific mean, wait, for the, the entire movie. You mean the Spielberg classic Poltergeist? Yes. yes. And... Can we talk about something? <laughs> what else did Child's Play play on People's World, which was, again, the idea they did it in Nightmare on Elm Street. They do it in this. Nobody believes the kid. Because yep. if a little kid came to you and said, my dolls come to life, yep. it's killing people. Well, there's also, and is that not a reflection on Michael Myers as well? well there's because you've already other, seen the kid who kills people. Well, there's also one other political statement that's being made by the movie. What is it? Oh, no. The evils of commercialism. Yeah. Very true. And that is actually in the remake of it, what they do better than even the first one. Really? They do. They do a really good job of that. I, I really like Child's Play. I'm not another iconic character, character, like character Chucky. Oh, yeah, and no, I, I love Chucky. Even with how absolutely ridiculous went. the rest of the movie has yes. got, like, with each sub subsequent So here's version. the thing. This is one of those... Uh, this like, is one I, of those... Honestly, I think one of the best things the franchise ever did was introduce Jennifer Tilly, because I think she... 
helped emphasize how absurd. Well, so I agree. When it went to a parody, because by the time it got to number three, it was just a stupid. Well, that's just it. So this started off as something that could be really terrifying. It didn't take itself too seriously. Got ruined as soon as they started taking itself too seriously. It could have either been off the rails, corny and cheesy, and over the top bad, or it could be scary. Started off here, went over here. And can I say this? How brilliant! And this is the key. Now I'm really serious about this. You look at Jaws. You look at Halloween, the original, right? How many times do the great horror movies, slasher movies, whatever you want, you don't actually see the killer until halfway through the film? True. Remember, in Chucky, the first half of the film, you are just, she gets tossed out at the thing, you don't really see what happens. Well, you know, things are going on, you don't see. He's blown to pieces, Eddie uh, Percuto in the in the thing with yep. the gas leak. You don't see. It's not until she picks up the doll halfway through it, the first time with the batteries, that you go, there he is coming to life. That's pretty genius because you're terrified at that point. Your mind is playing tricks on you at that point. It's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Yep. yep. Agreed. All right. So where would we place Child's Play? <sighs> hmm. Does it break the top five? No. No. I think I'm putting it at number seven. That's where I would put it. I would put it at nine. Really? Yeah. Child's Play at nine? No way. the other things that we have on the list? I I know what's going in that nine slot for me. You can change the order. Oh, I know what you know what's going in that. I know what's going on at number nine because uh, I couldn't put it at number ten because of you guys. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. He is not going. There's no way. Yes, I am. Okay, we're not agreeing with that. Nope. No way. Really? If nope. you do that, that will make this list the most laughable shock jock list ever. Oh, I have reasons. I, oh, I okay. I will judge it fairly. Can we then tentatively put Child's Play at? Uh, I'm not putting it at nine. I wouldn't put it outside at six or seven at the most. Yeah, I'll I think seven's a good spot. I think seven's fair. Seven's a good spot. Seven's fine. Yeah. yeah. Is he on drugs? I know where he's going with it. Dude, now I'm starting to question the last six months. Now, Has something taken over your brain, sexual chocolate? You might you might hate me for this. Yeah. I don't think I would put what he's putting at nine at number two. Oh, I know exactly where we're going. Wait. Oh. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. You know what? It's gotta be in the top five. You know what? Let's get let's doing... get to it. Let, let's let's address the elephant in the room. Psycho. Wait, can we address what I think I'm going to put at 9, and I have a feeling he's going to put it 9, and see if we agree before we get to Psycho. Really? Because I think Psycho's going to open something up. Clearly with you. And it's going to be a lot more than Pudding Pops. Um, well, hang on, hang on. Let's not say it out loud, because I don't want to jump ahead. Can we talk about your next, literally next? Is that fair? Can we talk about your next? I didn't want to say it out loud. Okay. But yeah, we can. Okay, see, I think right, we're on the same page that's, here. That's what you... I think you we're on the same page here. If I look at the list you've currently given me, I don't even think your next is that filmmaker's best movie. It is his best slasher movie, but it's not their best movie. Hmm. I still like The Guest. But that's just me. That's a good one. I really like The Guest. But it's not a slasher movie in favor, no. and this is what made him famous. Right. So... Talk about your next, Brad. This was your edition of the list. It just missed mine. I told you that. But I was, no, I'll be I was very heavily thinking about it. I'll be honest with you. I told Brad that that one just missed my top ten. Okay, so all three of us said that. So it clearly it should be in the discussion. Yeah. We all felt that way. So tell us why you were so adamant that this should be on your top ten list. For those who haven't seen it, do you want to give a, just a very brief synopsis? Because I bet a lot of people have it, unfortunately. 
So your next is a slasher film that is all around uh, a family that has the one guest to the family, the girlfriend of the son. It was the son, right? It's the middle son. I think. Middle yeah, son. Middle yeah. son. Uh, at the house, uh, out in the woods, and they're having dinner, and a group of people come and start trying to kill everybody, and she's the only one that is really on top of things because she comes from a survivalist family and is able to keep a clear head uh, during everything, and basically this is the movie for every body that's ever sat through a horror movie, especially a slasher film, and sat there and said, you know what, no. If that was me, I wouldn't have died like that. I could do it better. I would start whooping some ass. And this is the... This <laughs> she whoops some ass. This is basically the movie for every one of those people. Yes. And, and for every strong female character who, like, you sit there and you're like, now that's a badass. Like, that, that's a girl who's not taking crap no, from she anybody. So, for me... But it also does it in a realistic way. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. For me, she's not like, oh, I watch millions of horror no, movies. No, she's, she's not like, super. She's man. like, my parents were survivalists. Like, we grew up, and like, my it parents put sense. me in situations growing yes, up. It made like, sense. That I could fend for myself. 100%. Should I ever be put in like the worst yeah. possible scenario and everything like that? And she's smart. She's intuitive. Like, she's not like a badass military green beret or anything like that. But it's a lot of common sense stuff. Just because she was put in those situations growing up, she has a clear mind in the situation to actually be able to defend herself and I agree completely and totally beat the hell out of it. And it's a great it's a great shot movie. Yep. The lighting is fantastic. The music is great. Really good movie. Now there was one that kinda came out a couple months ago that I wanted to see that was kind of along the lines, the the hide and seek one or whatever. Maybe. Did you see that? No, I actually okay. they kinda did a play on what this was a little <laughs> bit. So the fact that this film's already got other films coming out that are kind of along the lines. And I don't even think, is it 10 years old yet? Uh, no. Well, yeah. Is it? Isn't your next 2006? Was it that long ago? Was it 2006? Or am I imagining that? I feel like it was a long time ago. 11. 11, okay. Oh, wow, so we're only eight so years. So it's still yeah. been yeah. eight years. Yeah. It's crazy. It's been a long time. So... I think it needs to, I think it deserves higher than nine, just because it, it's a concept that easily could have felt way too fanficy, and yet it really, it felt solid with the way they told the story, and it didn't feel like this was just some horror movie fan's uh, own version of self-gratification on screen. Like, the, it, it actually felt like it had something to offer. Do you want to know why I didn't Granted, want to put to this me, on my list? I think it's more like an 8 spot, but we already have an 8 spot. And we do, have a 7. Do you know what we have at 8? Happy Death Day. I wouldn't have a problem moving Happy Death Day back to 9 and moving this at 8. I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. My issue, do you want to know my, my honest issue with this movie and why I didn't even it didn't make my top 10? Hmm is because I felt that this was not the beginning of this. There have been other movies previous to 2011 that had survivalist, women who had been taught something, sure. children that had grown up, and it took a little bit of that. I feel like if this had been the original, 
then it wouldn't be my, you know what I mean? I like, get that. But this is the one to do it the best. Okay. I feel like. I, I don't disagree. Yes. But do you remember a, the movie, do you remember the movie, what was the one about the little girl in the woods with her dad? Oh. That was so damn Hannah. Good. Hannah. Hannah. Hannah was so good, yeah. very, very like ignored. But you're not gonna call that a slasher movie. No, no. you're no, gonna call that movie, action. yeah, like more like an action film, right? But it has some of that. Then you look at movies like, um, come on, uh, uh, the one before uh, Glass, uh, Split. Mm. Split. She had a lot of that in her. You also like there, there were other movies were doing this kind of stuff. I agree with you. This might be the best one, but that's why it didn't. I saw stuff that had been done previously. Although I guess Split was after that, but I had seen movies previously where it took that kind of idea and went with it a little bit. Especially strong female leads. I love your next, but I wouldn't have a problem putting it at eight. Okay. I could put it at eight. Would so you have a problem with Happy Death Day swapping them? No. Okay. I feel like that's fair. See, look, look at the compromise on this show. Look at right. the compromise. We didn't even have to use any... What? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and actually, so you actually talk about movies that did it before Hannah actually came out the same, same year. year. Isn't that interesting? Hannah can actually come out the same Although, year. Although, but I would, bank on the fa- I would bank on the fact that... Uh, neither of those were the actually The people before. who did Hannah didn't know about the, what they were doing yeah, next. Right. Is what I would say, and that was the introduce of you know who. This was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. How, how do you say that? her name? How do you say Sorce? Ronan. Sor. Is it? Oh. Uh, how do you say it? Is it Sor- her Sorce? Because she's Irish. She's. I, I've I've heard her pronounced before. Uh, Chimmy. I feel like it's Sor. Cersei Ronan. Cersei. Yeah, yeah. Like Cersei. Think of Cersei. Never seen an episode. Yes, you have. Uh, one episode. Sorry, okay. you're right. Good lord. Okay, so <clears throat> moving on because we are officially at the hour six oh. minute mark. Yeah. Oh my god. Please keep on going. No, no, keep on going. Keep on going. Uh, keep on going. Okay, so he, he has problems. Keep on going. Next up, we have. We're gonna go back to Psycho because we need to do this. Okay, now it's time. Sure. I want to hear your reasoning why it should be so long. I can give. I could I could sit here for an hour and explain why I think it should be in the top five on this list and why it's uh, why it yeah. created the genre. Literally created. I would argue that it created. So you're going to say that? So I understand why cinematically, uh, Psycho is considered a great movie. Okay. Because cinematically, Way shot. I think it has a lot to offer. What I'm saying is that. Specifically under the category of slasher, slasher that's I don't think it merits the top five. I barely think it uh, merits talking about in the top ten. Now let me ask why. As a slasher, as a movie, I will be more than happy to say, yeah, sure, let's go ahead and toss it in the cinematic top ten because there's a lot that any film student can learn from If it. you're going to put it and make it eligible for but even though slasher, it is a slasher. Okay, but official, if, you make it, if you make it eligible for slasher, I say it then you have 20. to. If, I say it maybe makes top 20. But my, no, but no. my point is, if you, what genre are you putting Psycho in? It can't fit in anything. Psychological thriller, maybe? Yes. I mean, I would agree with that. But I'd I'm say saying yes. if you're going to... We talked about some films off camera, and, I, and we got rulings on that. So if you deemed Psycho 
part of the slasher genre, yes. then you have to evaluate it for everything it is. Um, uh, if you want to eliminate it from the slasher genre, so then you have a better argument. But here's the thing: if we're if we're talking about uh, the top ten slasher movies of all time, okay. Yes, you have to consider how good of it, uh, how good is it as a movie. Right. But you also have to uh, think of it as how good is uh, is it as a slasher. So then, movie. here's my question: the, the primary focus here. Uh, while the cinematic value should be taken into consideration, the primary focus should be how good of it, uh, how good is it as a slasher. Then, what would your definition of a slasher movie be? I mean, does it, 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 got it, it does. What your it, so it fits the category as a, of a slasher. Okay, so what's your definition of a slasher? Uh, it is a. We should have started with that actually. Now yeah, that I think actually, about it, yeah. that would have been a good thing to start with. A horror movie. So let's hop in the DeLorean. <laughs> a, a slasher is a horror movie that is focused on the character deaths and the way that they are killed by a human <laughs> or human stand-in, in the case of Ch uh, Chucky, okay. uh, and technically even uh, Freddy Krueger. And... I mean, you've literally changed my life forever with a little person ago. I never thought about that. You're teaching an old dog new tricks. And okay, you're gonna go into labor shortly. Okay, just hold off for another ten seconds. No, keep going. So, has to be focused on uh, how they die. Uh, has to be focused on uh, the fact that the killer is a human or human stand-in. Okay. And most importantly of all, the primary purpose of the movie is the journey to those deaths. And I don't think the primary journey of Psycho is the killing. I think the primary journey of Psycho is the psychological, the, the psychosis of the main character and these killings happen to be an afterthought of that psychosis. Okay. I don't think it is the, I don't think that his psychosis drives him to kill. I think it is a side effect of the psychosis. Therefore, I don't think that is the primary focus of the movie. That you know of. Stop. Because I want to counter with a couple of things before I literally explode. Okay, don't break my arm. Sorry. Thank you. Um, what was Michael Myers' motivation in Halloween? There is none. Murder. Why? We don't know. We don't know. If there We're is, not really if sure. If there's no obvious motivation, for a killer killing, then his motivation is uh, to kill. Okay. Because okay. He so kills. his motivation is just to kill. So Norman Bates. Or is his motivation just that he's just pure evil, like they talk about? Same difference. So then Norman Bates has more motivation killing than for Michael the same Myers. Killing is the same thing as killing because you're evil. It is means the same. So thing. Norman Bates then has more motivation than Michael Myers. And if you're going to talk about the way that people are killed, what is Norman Bates' motivation? That he's bad shit. Well, yeah, language. But yeah. just does he kill? Is he just evil? Or, is he, or does he have just a problem? It's very possible. But, they, but think back to the movie. Now, the Any other of the thing kills that, I'm going to that you see with, in the movie. The other thing that I'm going to counter with is it's responsible for two of the most famous on screen kills in cinema history. Any kill that you actually witness in the movie. Does he go into the interaction with the intent to kill them? Uh, yes. Really? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think so. Absolutely, I think so. A thousand percent. I think I think both. I think the both first? kills in the movie are the. I mean, the both 
famous uh, kills in the movie, I think are definitely he's going to be intentional with killing them. The first one, I can see. And I have a the question. The second, I think that her death was, uh, or her attempted... No, 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 we're not talking about that. We're talking about the private eye. And I have a question. Uh, yes, uh, yes, uh, yes. And I have a question. That is one of the most iconic shots ever. Yes. He gets stabbed and then goes down the stairs yes. backwards with the camera zooming in on well, him. Well, wait, and, and I have a question. But was the private eye killed because Norman Bates simply wanted to kill him, or was he killed because he was... Uh, Find, try, uh, getting ready to find out certain things that he really didn't want uh, Norman Bates want found out. But then I can counter the same thing with why was Michael Myers killing all of those teenagers? Because he could. But that's not. I don't know. I also have a question. It, no, I never said that a slasher film was uh, based on the merit of the motivation. Okay, but there is a great unknown in this. There is a great unknown in this. Do we all agree that there's zero chance that the first killing we see Norman Bates do is the first time he's killed someone? Probably not. So no. that that's the great unknown. Well, we know How that, long well, has this been going on? How long has he just been killing people that comes to this motel? All the things we can't ask ourselves? Once again, Michael Myers, we see the first. very first killing. We see but every what, killing he's ever once done. Again, once again, you can, if you really analyze each of the kills that we do see of Norman Bates, you can easily go back and find some motivation during his interaction with that character that would have triggered the thought, I now need to kill him. I think it's just that, that they show not, up at his motel. That did not necessarily exist when he first started interacting you with You don't think person. that it's just they show up at his motel? I think... And he's just been killing people left there? You never see anybody has, else at the motel. I think he has a predilection to it, but I don't think he goes into every interaction thinking, I'm going to kill this person. Whereas every why other, don't you see anybody else at the Whereas motel? every other slasher that we have on this list, the the killer, there is not a single interaction that you will see them go into that you don't know going into it. They intend to kill that uh, anybody they meet. That is absolutely their thing. But Michael Myers doesn't kill everybody he meets. He tries, but he doesn't. He. He, why doesn't he? Why doesn't Michael Myers kill any of the other? If that was the case, then when, when the first scene shows up after Michael's gotten older and they're all wandering around the Smiths Grove thing, why isn't there just a trail of dead bodies? And Michael's just been going to every single one you of those, either, mental or whatever, and just killing every them all. Every serial killer has their preference. Every serial killer uh, has the type of victim that they prefer. Michael Myers is categorically a, ser a serial killer. By definition, he's a serial killer. Every serial there's killer, a lot of interesting things. Every serial killer has a type. I could uh, my, the only thing I'm going to say, and then Mike, you can take over. The only thing I'm going to say about Psycho is my biggest thing with this comes down to if we're going to put it in the class that we're talking about, then it's very hard for me to analyze it outside of everything that it is, which is what boosted up the rankings. Right. Now. If you had said to me, we're going to just analyze, we're not going to put Psycho because it's, I don't consider it a slasher movie, I don't know if I would have had a problem with that either. But I'm just playing by your guys' rules. So i got two, two things to throw in. So one, according to Wikipedia, the definition of a slasher film adheres to a specific formula. The past wrongful action causes severe trauma that is reinforced by a commemoration or anniversary that reactivates or re-inspires the killer. So, throwing that out there. The guy who wrote Psycho, Robert, I think it's Locke, I think is his 
Yeah. Um, it goes on. I was kind of like, it's been so long since I've seen it. Yeah. I was like, well, it's like, okay, you know, watch it every so often kind of movie. You can also watch the Gus Van Sant remake shot for shot. So, the block <laughs> sums up Norman, because so it says that the Norman, when so he great. kills his mom and her fiance, okay, says that after that point, he develops dissociative identity disorder, mm. meaning he starts developing split personalities. And it says, sums up of Norman's multiple personalities and stylistic forms that Norman's a child dependent on his mother. Norma, because remember he does take on his mother's persona, yep. is a possess possessive mother who kills anyone who threatens the illusion of her existence. So anyone who shows up at the hotel could threaten that existence of just like, hey, this is a dude playing a chick. Hold on a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I need to care of this. You guys can make a final ruling on it. I, Does that make sense? I, it made, yeah, it made perfect sense. I have to agree with David as much as it pains me to say it. <laughs> oh my God. And I still love you. I also, but once again, I also think that uh, his cock overall is oh, a God. bit overrated. Oh, God. Okay, wait. I'm going to play a quick game. Do you want to Elvis living or dead? No, I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> okay, look. <laughs> Long coma. That's Mary Long Hill. coma. Okay, no, hold on. Hold on. I, I'm going to do a quick quiz. You've seen Psycho. Yep. You've seen The Birds. Yep. North by Northwest. Yep. Vertigo. Yep. I'm, I'm not saying that he's not a great director. Rear I window. just think that a lot of what he has done is overrated for what it is. I think uh, he has some fantastic uh, films that he's done. Overall, I think Psycho is one of his more overrated options. Oh, you're saying Psycho. I, I mean, oh, I you're think, saying, but you said he is a filmmaker. Oh, no. I, I think he is a filmmaker can be overrated uh, in in the level of fanboying that uh, people give him. But Psycho, I think of all of his works, is the most overrated of oh, his pieces because, really? because I think people have put it up on a pedestal that if it were really, truly evaluated in a void, mm -hmm. it wouldn't be able to hold up to. I think it would still be considered a uh, really well done film. But you don't. I think it would. Uh, have you don't its think hallmark. with the shots. I think it, the it, it would music, have its hallmark the... in the great cinema of history. But I don't think that if it was evaluated in a void, it would hold up to the pedestal that so many fanboys have put it on. Dude, I have to completely disagree. Like, I mean, you also do you not take into. I'm sorry. Do you not take uh, into account? When it was done, oh, the time period, uh, do. and at the same time, like the choices he made of shooting it in black and white, the choices he made of the story and the idea, like it starts off almost like a heist film in a sense, totally turns into a murder. I don't know. It, I think it's. I think it is very hard to look at a lot of films as works of art. And I think that the definition of psycho is that it is a work of art. Case course. Uh, ah, yeah, you know what's not a work of art? Okay, I'm gonna stay quiet on this. Today. <laughs> a lot of the films you like, buddy. I also Green like a lot Lantern. Of, I also like a lot of these so-called artsy films. Do it's all though. art. Do you though? It's all Watch art. Godfather too. It's all art. Go ahead. Man. It's Tree all of Okay, will you tell him what you're gonna say life. so we can move on? If we're like life is a work of art. <laughs> If we're look, if we're gonna, Terrence Malick does. If we're gonna clap, look, it's one of the. You can say that it's overrated, but it is like widely considered one of the greatest films 
in any genre. But that's not what he was arguing. No, no, no. As, as, as a Brad slasher, right. I don't think... As a no. slasher, that's think, the issue. I don't no. think yeah. it no. deserves to be that high okay, so by look, comparison. Right now, like, we can... By modern slasher standards, I think what is a slasher has been better done by several other films. But I would don't, also I don't argue... think that it, it deserves top five. But I'll tell you the problem. I would argue that there are at least... There's at least one other film that I'm thinking off the top of my head right now that I don't think any of us are going to disagree on, and you could say that that would not be classified as your traditional slasher movie. Oh no, I, I, I get that. I, I'm not even saying this is what a traditional slasher no, no, movie is, it. and therefore it is a great slasher. I'm just saying by overall standards that have been set by even modern slashers, classic slashers, everything, I think that the slasher genre has been done better uh, but than what But was Psycho. this the invention of the slasher? Was this not, would you not like, say that this could be the origin of slasher movie? I think you have to completely argue that. I mean, I think you could say yeah, this is the first time of the idea of the young girl with the knife, not even taking the cinematic shots and everything. This is the moment that then inspires for the rest of your days. The big reveal of the killer. I mean... Not being, like, dude, like, how many people... I think this is the origin. I, I mean, I, I personally think is the, this is the origin. The definition of what she was reading, the definition please, of what please. we say, this is, I don't know if you could find anything before I think this. this yeah. I think this falls closer in line with traditional murder mysteries, and therefore you could make an argument that... But did they ever show anything like take, that in Murder Mystery? No. Wasn't the Murder Mysteries more like, there's the body, no, yeah, let's figure it. out who done it, you know, but like that I kind think, of a thing? I think, there are, I think there are other thrillers and murder mysteries that have come after Psycho that could just right. easily be used to inspire I don't, other I don't slashes. disagree with you, but the fact that this was first, yeah. that's the issue. What are we going to say? I was going to say, you argued uh, iconicness when it came to Friday the 13th. So, Iconicness of character slasher. But say, like, why couldn't she also? But there are things the that are in this film that were used in future slashers. Worst. True. I mean, where are we looking at with this list? So you would want to see Psycho where? I mean, based on my list, I wouldn't even have it in the top ten. But <laughs> seeing as how we have uh, specific spots open, I mean, lowest you can go at this point is six. I, dude, if we're Whatever category it's in, whether it be psychological thriller, slash, or whatever, it can't not be in the top five. Yeah, That's how I look at it. I mean, it, I understand where Brad's coming from. I don't agree, but I understand. So like I, said, hey, I, I knew that neither one of you were going to agree with. Uh, no, it's a good, it's a good conversation. So, hey, I think the I'll problem ahead, is hey, where does it belong? Hey, so I'll and, go ahead and introduce something then, real quick. Do, we have, do you guys want to play a mulligan? We can pull it from the list and pull one of our alternates and put it on the list. I, I would not pull well, Psycho from the list okay. if you're going to keep. If you're going to keep... Uh, but do, do, no, no, no. I'm saying pull it from the list on the grounds that it's not a true slasher film. That you could do. Although, I... I think it's going to take way too much time for us to agree on a replacement for it I at this point. And we don't have we a We make it time. our top nine. <laughs> That's different. That would stand out. I mean, I wouldn't have a problem if he wants to put it at five. I wouldn't have a problem if he wanted to put it. Has it. To so where the, do you both see it? It has to be in the top five. I would see it at the top three, but yeah, if but hearing what you said, if we want to put it at five, we can. I wouldn't drop it any lower than that. I wouldn't either. So you guys are uh, willing to say three? 
I'd be willing without, to say three. Without being physically pained by it. I wouldn't even be physically pained if you put it at five. I would, yeah, I would be fine with five. I, I'm not I'm, physically I'm pained okay if you put it at five. I'm okay with five. Yeah. Okay. This is, this is, that was, that was almost uncomfortable. Jeez. That was like, I felt like I was about to be stabbed. We're going to jump on the camera, right? <laughs> Oh, I don't know where it was coming from. I just all of a sudden felt like... This look and that look, and I was stuck in the middle, and there was something like and I was just, I was just like I, my head was just shrinking like Beetlejuice, and then, a, like, <laughs> and then a sudden chill filled the room. I know, like, I was like something's going on, and I don't really want to be in the middle of it. Go this. ahead and put it. I'm really glad I'm sitting in the middle. Go ahead and put it. Uh, uh, yes. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. We're on our way to being as long as the new Scorsese movie. <laughs> Overrated bastard. You. With an asterisk. <laughs> Put an asterisk. That's great. That's kind of like Tom Brady's Super Bowls. Okay. Oh! All right. So next up, one that's just be... deflated psycho. I'm gonna deflate your life. All right. So here's one that's gonna be much easier to talk much about. Easier. Go for it. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. And I was just. I'm so glad that you brought in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, because. You your argument about Psycho, I could use a very similar argument about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, a movie I love, I love, I love. Does it really fit in the slasher category? I don't know. How so? From the standpoint of... And don't say because they don't use knives to actually slash. No, 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 because no, that would have been the same thing with... Uh, you could have argued that with Jason. You could argue that with, uh, with, Freddy, with the ways they all do different right, kinds no, 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 of kills no, 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 and stuff. I, I would never get caught in knife, knife, knife. <laughs> um, my issue with Texas Chainsaw Massacre is I actually feel that Texas Chainsaw Massacre is as much a slasher as it is also... A maybe the earliest version of torture porn. That's that genre that I have seen in a yeah. weird, weird be, way. And the reason be, I don't put it in torture porn is because there was so much politically being said about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It is a total pro-vegetarian film, and if you don't see it, you're blinded to it. That you're so grossed out by this smoking meat house family that's yeah. cannibalistic, but. You don't get grossed out by the fact that when they're doing that to animals and eating them and doing the same thing doesn't bother you. It's such a genius concept. And to be fair, every subgenre of horror has spun off from another pre-existing genre yep. of horror. And it is very obvious that the torture porn subgenre spun off from slasher. Like, there, yep. there is really no I way agree. that you can say that it came from some other uh, subgenre of horror. I agree, and I think it, it's it the absolutely came It's a slasher it. where the victim can't run. Yep. This, I, I th yeah, I, I will agree with you. This uh, Texas Chainsaw was the yeah. slasher that absolutely gave the torture porn subgenre a chance at life later on. Correct. I think it took until yep. guys like Eli Roth came on the scene to really legitimize it. And I yeah. do love me some Eli Roth. But I think that, yeah, if, Texas, Saw. Cha if Texas Chainsaw yeah. never happened, Saw would have never happened. I agree. Yep. I agree. And, and furthermore, with that idea of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, let's remember something else. Other than maybe In Cold Blood, which, wherever you put that, sure. is this not the first film, Texas Chainsaw, that you say based on true, true events. events. 
Isn't that interesting? Now, now I don't have my whole history up, there. Say, isn't it actually up for debate how much of it is actually true? Well, it is based events? on a lot of William Gates. Well, to be we fair, know that. So, right. so to be entirely fair to that definition, Cool Runnings was based on of true events. Hey, that doesn't mean, mean that it was but, but other than in Cold Blood. This is one of the first times you see a major horror movie where they use that. And true. then it was reused true. again and again and again and again, based on true story, based on true story, based on true story. And that's genius right there. Yeah. The other thing about Chainsaw Massacre is, again, it gives you the iconic Leatherface. Which is, it's uh, Leatherface is right up there with the, uh, the Michael Myers mask, yep. the Jason mask. Uh, like there, Freddy Krueger, there, there's they're all certain, up there. There's certain aesthetics. There, there's certain iconic appearances that you just automatically associate with the slasher genre. Uh, Leatherface, without question, uh, comes up very quickly. When I you're mean, talking about that stuff. Please, I know you're all gonna be upset at this. My sister will really be upset at this. Don't pretend like Hannibal Lecter and Buffalo Bill were not influenced by Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Anyone who thinks that Thomas Harris wasn't thinking about Leatherface yeah. when he came up with the Buffalo Bill character is fooling themselves. Well, yeah. Put the lotion in the basket. Yeah. I agree. Totally uh, fooling agree. themselves. So if we all uh, can agree on why it deserves to be in the top ten, can we at least agree on where in the top ten I would agree is? in the top three, personally. I think this is where Texas Chainsaw Massacre gets its following, gets its genius. I think this is it. Because you're not going to put it in any other category. It belongs in the slasher genre. And the fact that of all the films that we have in our top ten, this one has made not just an impact on its own subgenre of horror, but has spun off yes. other subgenres, yes. that gives a lot more power because it has actually expanded the horror genre in more ways than just its own experience. And I'm not convinced, and this is going to sound crazy and people are going to laugh at this, that it did not inspire the use by cartels to use chainsaws on people. I swear to God, I am convinced you never heard of chainsaw killings and stuff like that until after this freaking movie came out. They don't talk about Gacy ever using a chainsaw. They don't talk about it, the, how did the mafia used to chop people up. They didn't use freaking axe. chainsaws. They used saws and axes and stuff. So you can't tell me, this is horrible for the youth of America, and I'm in this world, that this did not inspire things that you then saw in Scarface and other things like that, where people started using chainsaws to do murders and killings and stuff like that. I am fully, that is my belief, that you know, this movie inspired that. When Did I, you ever think of killing a person with a chainsaw before you see Texas Chainsaw Massacre? So when I woke up this morning, <laughs> here we go. I thought that there would be some some soapbox moments during this live stream. Yeah. Where some some of us got up on our soapbox and stood for something and declared something. For the life of me, I didn't think it would be you standing on a soapbox saying, "I swear to God, this is where the mafia." I'm sorry. This is where the cartels figured out. That cutting up bodies with chainsaws. I believe that. I do you not agree with that? Have you? I I challenge anybody out there to look back in history and show me where you saw murders from chainsaws before Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out. In what year? 1970. What was it? Four, five. Four. Oh pretty early. Seventy-four. So, oh wait, seventy-four. Yeah, seventy-four. What uh, year was chainsaw? I feel like it was seventy-eight. 74. Yeah, it was seventy-four. Seventy-four. Okay. And another one for you. 
That means Texas Chainsaw Massacre was before Halloween. Yep. How crazy is that one for you? So anybody When did the cartel and all that stuff start going on? So anybody at Thank home you. that's watching, if you guys Thank you. So where are we placing this in the top ten? I would put it at three. So or two. If anybody's a sports fan and watches baseball, you guys know when you see like a curveball and you see a batter's knees buckle and break? I just that's what just you. happened to me. I just buckled you, didn't I? I that was, was like him with little people. <laughs> like he yes. buckled me, I just buckled you. Yep. I just buckled you. I was sitting dead right mind you is broke like my knees with a curveball. Your curve mind ball. is just blown right now, isn't it? You broke my it's knees crazy, with a Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So where are we going with it? I wouldn't Where's list it later than three. So Personally. The you're other... saying two or three, you're saying what? I think it's two because of the origin of the year it came out, personally. That's my I issue. have another movie in my two. I know you do, but you're going to be wrong. You are 100% going to be wrong. And you want to know why you're going to be wrong? Right. You know why he's going to be wrong, Brad? Because that movie takes from too many of the movies that are on this list. And you cannot give it credit for being ahead of the movies that came up with the crap before they came up with the crap. Even though it's from the director that started. Thank you. The. No, you. because it's not because Chainsaw Massacre was before. Ah, how can you put a film that takes from that genre and stuff if it wasn't one of the original films? But it doesn't take from uh, Chainsaw. Oh, uh, it does actually. It takes from others. It still has Chainsaw on there. I'll spout some knowledge on you a little bit. Where do we put it? Mike? He's saying two. You're saying... Because I know what he wants it to. I know how desperately he wants it to. But I do not see how you can move it in my chain. Give me a number. I'm going to say three. What do you say, Brad? I know you know where I'm going with this. I do. I don't think you can reward I, I a think, film. I think, I think uh, Chainsaw, because of everything he did for the genre, does deserve the two spot. Thank you. Can't, you. you can't say that when yes, we're about you to talk can. about the movie that... You know what? When we get to that movie, we can have a discussion, and if you change our minds, I will be very honest and happily swap it. But you're going to really have to change my mind. Okay. Because right you, now, I'm set on it. Since you brought up like the meat industry and everything like that, yes. do you think Texas Chainsaw Massacre will pull from the 1906 book of the jungle? No, because my point would, well, you could, but I don't think that's where he was going with the film. I think if you look at the whole, what? Oh, I think you have inspiration from tons of things. I think, I think there's always inspirations that come, but I think that his idea of what he was going for was a total political commentary on. That's what the jungle is though. But what is the jungle's main premise? It was talking about like immigrant conditions and everything like that, but the underlying part was looking at the meatpacking industry and not right. the sanitary things that are going on there and the terrible things that happen with the I don't disagree. I agree. I don't disagree, but had that been put on film? Think so. That's what that's I'm what saying. So if you take something from a book, oh, 100% yeah, I agree with you. you from the book. Agree. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think there's some there. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm with you on that. I'm right. with you on that. So <laughs> next up, because we absolutely are not going to be allowed to go to anything else. No, we can go to the other one. We can go to the other one where we already know where it's going to sit. Clearly. Okay. Well, then, um, we'll leave... Uh, the controversial one for uh, last, and next up we will go with Wes Craven's New Nightmares, which you haven't seen. Oh, yeah. Oh, you have? Yeah, finally. Oh, good. And you've seen it. Okay. 
here is my I would not have put any sequel on this list I that we were doing yes I know you did because this movie we talk about inspiring stuff I believe that's why I'm not going to argue with it because I know I won't win but this was the film that you're going to go on and bloviate about in a little while and I still love it this is what inspired that this is what inspired this was that movie before it came out by the same director which is why I can 100% confidently say that this is that movie before it came out because only a genius like Wes Craven would have taken his own concept his own idea turned it on its back refreshed it and made it about bringing it into the real world with his real characters and turning it into something that then was parodied, copied, done away with. And the only reason that everybody talks about the other movie that you're going to talk about is because we've got a lot of people who unfortunately this was too advanced and smart for them before their time. And I believe that if he had brought this out about five to ten years later, I think it would have totally caught on, been a huge genius move, and it would have had its rightful place. So those who don't know about New Nightmares, he takes the Freddy Krueger character, he decides to bring it into the real world, he plays himself, the actors play themselves, Robert England plays himself, and he takes all that crap with Freddy that had become this cheesy, silly, lunchbox, whatever you want to call it, and he says, this is not what I intended, this is not what was supposed to happen, I'm going to go back to its origins, but I can't just remake Nightmare on Elm Street, because that's not Wes Craven, who the hell would do that? He says, I'm going to take my story and turn it on its head with a genius idea, and this movie is legitimately scary as crap like that's the thing you see robert england playing himself he is scary as a hell in this movie like heather langenkamp is better in this than she was as nancy in the original movie i would even put this ahead of nightmare on elm street but you just can't really you just can't because you have to give credit to the original genre of what he did but it's in many ways, I think it's like a better it movie. I think it's original. a better movie. Yes, I would rather watch New Nightmares than watch the original Nightmare on Elm Street. I think New Nightmares is scarier than the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Because I think Freddy is scarier in this movie than Nightmare on Elm Street. And I think it is terrifying to see the guy with the makeup off having a conversation. This is also the first movie I've ever seen where he's writing the script, having the conversation with the character, and then it says, fade to black and then fade to black. There's so many genius moments in this movie, I can't even begin to tell you. Like John Saxon playing himself, and then all of a sudden they go through that moment where she realizes she has to play Nancy one more time, and he calls her Nancy, and she's like, why are you calling me Nancy, John? Why are you calling me John, Nancy? And I'm like, this is genius. Like the writing, the, the music, the whole, it's so brilliant. It was so before its time. Okay. Sorry, that's my... I love this movie. I, I love this movie. This is one of my top 20 horror films of all time. I'm really serious about that. I love I, this movie. So you, have, you have gone on many well, of considering the fact that we're in the film. top 10, I hope it would be in your top 20. Yeah, no, but it is. Yeah, but Happy Death Day wouldn't. 
And I like Happy Death Day, but it wouldn't be in my top 20 of horror films of all time. There's a slasher, right? Like, this is like, this would be in my top 20 mini list because it was so genius on so many levels. Alright, fair, fair. He's yawning. Yeah. There's the baby coming through. There he is. <laughs> there he is. Come on, sexual chocolate. Rev up, baby. Go ahead. Who? There you go. Who, who's in? Who's copying on that? Who's coming through? What? New nightmares. I, I just went on my soapbox. Look, there's, there's a lot of things that you say in that that I agree with 100%. I think more so than anything, it was literally like, this was the creator looking at like his creation and like, look at the joke that they've made it. Like... Freddy Krueger running around saying, Time to die, bitch! Yeah, exactly. Like, what the hell did they do to my creation? So ridiculous. Okay, fine. If anybody's gonna have to... Like, this was literally, if anybody's gonna say Freddy, it's gonna be me. Right. And he didn't just cheat his way out of it. No. He came up with a totally original concept yep. in order to... He did something I no one ever done. I think... And look, I... Look, you say putting it ahead of the original Nightmare on Elm Street, like, I don't totally hate that concept. I really don't. I think it is... I think it is... The only reason I can't put it ahead of it is because without Nightmare on Elm Street, there is There's no, no Wes Craven's right. New Nightmares. But I also think that he just he came up with something totally original off of something that he already came up with original. And how many people can do that with the same series? That's so crazy that the same director can come up with something and you go, there's no way he could come up with something more original than what he came up with. And then he goes, oh, actually I can't. And then he brings back the original actors. I mean, that's genius. Yeah. It's genius. But not Johnny Depp. Thank <laughs> God. But he did bring back Johnny Depp. Oh! Because he is still a producer on Nightmare 6 and Johnny Depp has a cameo in the TV screen. Yep. He had already done that. Why bring back Johnny Depp again? Yep. Forgot about that. Touche, right? There you go. See, you taught me something about little people. I taught you something about cameos in Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp could also be considered a little peer person. He's pretty little. Now... <laughs> I mean, he is. He's like five six. I've now, the for the sake of now, for the sake of uh, me and Tom Cruise can't ride the big rides. But they gonna make hundreds of millions. But you're not Johnny Depp. You're a good size for a female. We're talking about men. I'm sorry. I'm just getting myself into trouble. I won't have a job tomorrow. It's a good thing, you know. I'm the most watched person that I watch your side. <laughs> okay, you're gonna need to delete this. Uh, this is live, sir. He's five ten. No, he is. Who's lying? Wikipedia's lying. I've met that guy. I have met that man in person. If he's 5'10", Mike is a Heisman winning quarterback. Okay? Like, there is no way that dude is 5'10". Not in a million years. You ever seen the pictures of him and Amber Heard? Maybe he wears lists. Lists, exactly. When he had that, he was wearing lists. What do they list Tom Cruise as in there? got the Tom Cruise special going. Tom Cruise was walking by me at a Broadway show and I swear to God it was like this. Well, like I started laughing. Cruise is only 5'5", five five, isn't he? I don't even know who he is. Okay, so go ahead. Did you want to say something in this? Uh, I know you're very high on this movie. I am. I, I genuinely like it, but... Thank you. Amber Heard is 5'7". Yeah, that's what There is zero but chance that Johnny Depp is 5'. She also wears heels. That's my point. Heels. And she towers over this guy. I have heels that are 5 inches tall that make me almost as tall as Mike, and I'm 5'3". Okay, uh, where, where, where were you going here? <laughs> Trust me on this one with Johnny Depp. So, uh, you I'll... cannot write Space Mountain. <laughs> 
I was just gonna say, uh, New Nightmares to me, uh, really was well done. Um, my only thing here is trying to compare it to the next movie that we have to talk about. I still feel like the next movie comes ahead of New Nightmares because while New Nightmares, or while the next movie pulled a lot from New Nightmares, which is absolutely true, it did some other things that was unique to it. It played on more aspects of the slasher genre than New Nightmares did, and it did it with a completely new IP rather than trying to bring back an old one, which I think gives it more strength for its creativity. Um, but I think that New Nightmares was fantastic and really was uh, a one of the best things that John Carpenter... Easy! Wes Craven. Wes Carpenter, if you go by the next film you're going to talk about. That was good, though. You know what? I don't mind you doing that because they both belong in the same category. So I don't have a problem. If you had said said, uh, Joss Whedon, we would have been, like, fighting. uh, You heard what I... Or like JJ. I, I, I think Wes Craven and John Carpenter, when it comes to horror directors... Honestly, are neck and neck yes. in my book. Yes. Like it to me, it is really hard to separate which one is better because they they both contributed so much to the job. And they both did more than just the same thing over and over and over. Yeah. Again. They they. Which you can say George Romero, who I love. Yeah. George Romero, who I love, but he had a very clear vision of who he was and what he was doing. You could say that with some of the other horror directors out there. These two are the originals of the originals. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I I will say that it deserves its top ten placement, uh, but the number three spot, uh, it, it I would agree, it it needs that unique creativity uh, to justify. Top so three. new nightmares at number six. Yes, I don't have a problem with that. I love that movie. You know what? And and I will say, oh well, we're gonna bring it into this next one because this is a fascinating part. Well, what we're we gonna do honorable mentions first. Oh, that's right. I don't think we got time. No, I don't think we have time, Mike. You can list your honorable mentions. We just won't talk about them. Well, okay. I mean, we can can all list them. List them. I can tell you mine was Black Christmas. Mm -hmm. I urge everyone to go see it. It's a really lost film. And if you love The Christmas Story, it would be great trivia knowledge for you to know that Bob Clark, who directed The Christmas Story, did Black Christmas, I believe seven or eight maybe nine years after black christmas he did the christmas story which everyone watches and is you know one of their favorite things and christmas story also has a dark uh, little twist in it it's not just the happy 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 movie black christmas is awesome i would also challenge you to see silent night deadly night not a great film but a great slasher movie you want to go ahead and list yours real quick uh, you go ahead i need to Go ahead. Oh, sure. So my uh, my honorable mentions: um, April Fool's Day. Again, not a great film, but a slasher movie. Yeah. A great slasher movie, and it's kind of a lost film. I would agree with that. Um, it's a nice little trope of it's it's very cheesy. It's very so over the top. It is. So it absolutely is. But yeah. that's kind of what the slasher genre was at that time for a lot of them. Okay. Um, plus, it is it does have that nice little twist that yeah. I really like. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there you go. That's, that's, that's the only yeah, thank you. So that's the only one that, and then uh, the 2018 Halloween are the only ones of mine that didn't make it. 
I, and um, I think that is a... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't want to... No, you're fine. Tell, tell you why you think that Halloween movie. Dude, so for everything that the Halloween franchise had become, for every horrible thing that Rob Zombie did to it, every awful thing that Rob Zombie did to it, um, Danny McBride and his little writing troupe literally got their hands on it and presented it to John Carpenter, who said, this is absolutely amazing. And this brought it back to what the Halloween franchise started as, even with Halloween 2. Um, this brought it back to the traditional slasher genre feel. This made the character terrifying again, and this is one of the best slasher movies to come out in the last decade. I don't disagree with any of that. I loved Halloween, and we talked about this. We, no, we, saw, about it, we like, saw it together. We saw it together. I love Halloween. I think it's great, but you want to know what my biggest issue with this is? I don't think it's the second best Halloween movie in the whole thing. Oh, God. I swear to God, if you're about to no, say No, I'm not going to say Halloween 3. Okay. I'm keeping it in the Michael Myers world. We are know I love Halloween 3. Are you going to say the original Halloween I'm going to say, no. I'm going to say Halloween no, he, 4. He, he, Halloween 4 is one of the most underrated slasher movies of all time. That was the one. With Danielle Harris yeah. as a little girl. Yeah. And that stuck to the print. Because here's what you have to remember. Halloween 2018. Yep ignored everything that came after the first the one. Right. Halloween 4 took what they had done through the second one, which was John Carpenter's story, right. Right. and then took it to the next level of the family and right. the niece right. and all that. And I actually think when you go back and watch that, that has a lot of the feeling of the first Halloween, even more so than the second one. And I really like that movie, yeah. and it's very underrated. And the only reason I don't put Halloween 2018 on that list is the same reason why I wouldn't put a sequel that is not a totally original spin on it like New Nightmares. I wouldn't put any sequels on this list. I just wouldn't put them on the list. They don't... It, 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 because it, 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 it demeans, it takes down the effectiveness of the other films we have on that list. You wouldn't give a credit to somebody like for... If, if, okay, I love Dream Warriors. I love Dream Warriors, Nightmare on Elm Street. But, uh, to, but to say that and take that particular position, not is that it, it can't is be. to say that sequels are incapable of showing the same kind of creativity and originality that the original had. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that. And to that, with, I will always yeah. come back with Empire. Correct. I don't disagree with you. Aliens. But you know what you would never say to me? You would say Empire Strikes Back is a better film than the first one. You wouldn't say Empire Strikes Back. I would. Oh, I would. No, no, no. I'm saying you would say Empire Strikes Back, I would also, is a better film than the first one. But without the first one, all of it, you can't say the first time you saw those cuts, the first time you saw those camera shots, the first time you saw any of that, was Star Wars New Hope. And the reason that you went back and loved Empire was that he kept that style, kept that character building, kept everything, and built onto it from there. So my point is, I agree with you, I think Empire Strikes Back is a better movie. I think Halloween 2018 is a fan, it is a dedication to the fan. I, I Similar to what J.J. Abrams does with a lot of his stuff, it is a it is a homage see, to John it, Carpenter. I, I think that, based on what he I did. think that it is possible to have a sequel rank ahead of the original. Would you rank that ahead of the original, the Halloween 2018? In that case, 
no. But I would say that in general, to say categorically that within great franchises, uh, the original always has to rank higher than any. No, other I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that. that I, I don't uh, agree with that. I, would I, say. I, I, I agree with you. There can be better, without a doubt. Godfather Two, in my opinion, is better than Godfather One. The same reason that you put New Nightmares on your list is the same reason that I put Twenty Eighteen on my list. But I think New Nightmares is a completely original concept. I think Halloween Twenty Eighteen is. So a love letter to John Carpenter and the first one. Agreed. That I think that it, I would challenge you, as much as I like 2018, I would challenge you to actually do it frame by frame, watch what they do, and even though I love it, it's not a great movie like the first one. It's just not. It's not the same lighting. It's not the same character buildup. It's not that the, the the sheriff is not as good as the original sheriff. The 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 characters kind of suck, except for Lori and uh, I find what's her name annoying as hell in it. I think the doctor angle on it is ridiculous. It's like a bad Lomas, like, and then he puts the mask on in the car, no, and see, he looks I, like a moron. See, I completely like, argue. Those bothered me. Those see, scenes bothered me see. in that movie. Did that not bother you when he puts on that suit and goes, like? See, I completely agree with you. I thought that was brilliant because it's what everybody had been trying to do for the twenty five to thirty years leading up to that. It was trying to humanize the character and trying to give character reason as to why he did what right. he did. And they were like, no, he has no reason. But that's what just Halloween or did with Lomas being like, this is evil. Like, you can't be, you know, it's like Lomas coming back burnt and like, they're right. still trying to justify it and do whatever. And he's like, this man is like, you know, yeah. I don't know. We don't have to keep on it. it was honorable, right. But that was my issue with it. We got, give your honorable mentions. I'm uh, going to laugh at one of these. Just, this is going to show you the phobia Brad has. I can't wait. I, I never said I had the phobia. Oh, no, no, you do after you list this one. <laughs> Go ahead and listen. Oh, my gosh. Here it uh, comes. This explains so much. So I really only have uh, two honorable mentions on mine, which was uh, Friday the 13th Part 2. Right. Okay? Because Jason was actually Jason makes perfect right. sense. Uh, even if uh, the first one was the better movie, yep. the franchise wouldn't exist without Part 2. Get that. Uh, and second, is that a good thing? <laughs> I'm gonna try. He's about to break me. <laughs> Say it with a straight face. Yeah. Say it with a straight face. The second, <laughs> there is zero chance this is not because of your Star Wars and love and whatever. There is zero chance. I know where this came from. Oh, no. Somewhere in your cerebral nope. cortex. I, I didn't find out till uh, after the fact uh, who played <laughs> played him. Oh, good lord. Yep. Go ahead, Brent. Le Leprechaun. <laughs> I stole my pot of gold. <laughs> to be fair, it is a fan- You have a problem with little people. <laughs> this is a phobia. It is a fantastic slasher film. I loved Leprechaun. That, as cheesy as it can oh, be, uh, was actually very well done. Uh... I think it was actually very well done. I had had some super cheesy moments. It was only up from there. Wow. Couldn't go anywhere else. (laughs) And I like the original Leprechaun. Space. It went to space. That's where how far it went. And the hood. (laughs) Yeah. Then I came back down into the. And the oh. He can say that because he's sexual chocolate. (laughs) No, no. 
Hood came after space. Okay, but you're so, not really being serious with this. Actually, like, you're I, trying I, to get I, a rise out. I of genuinely it. love Leprechaun. You love Leprechaun more than I, Psycho. I genuinely love. Leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I will watch a back-to-back -back Leprechaun one and two. Oh and no, he time. stuck the second one in there. You know that's okay. Oh, I love Monsters. The Squad. second one is cheesy as hell. Oh yes, but it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. I love Monster Squad. Wolfman's got nards. Okay, I love that film. But I would never try to put it on a top ten list and take it seriously. It's a great honorable mention. Warwick is proud of you. He is so proud of you. All right, right and back to the list. <laughs> and how much money has he made from that franchise oh, over the my, years? Oh my god, unbelievable. Uh, I did forget, by the way, about one of my other honorable mentions, Candyman. Yes, man. Yeah. Tony Todd. I would... Please go see that movie. That's what I'm going to say. Don't see the second one. But no. Candyman, the original, please go see that movie. So to move on to the last movie on our list. Here so we, we actually have a shot at finishing. Here we Definitely go. not before two hours, but at least finish. Sweet Jesus, for real? Yeah. We're at 156. Oh, my God. No, we're good. We can make this quick. We can do it. Scream. Not two or three. Or even four, for lack of your preference. Yeah, by the way, I just want to point out that the last scream has left me because of Mike Hookwood and his family, scarred oh for life. I've never been more terrified than when I saw that movie. That's a story for off-camera. I saw something that night that I can never unsee. It was scarier than anything on that screen. We'll talk later. But did, did Mike actually get a hug? No. Somebody in his family got a lot more than a hug that night. You know she watches this. And shout out to you. You know who you are. I love you. But there's nothing like telling Mike to turn around at the exact right moment. And he can't get that image out of his head for the rest of his life. It's one of the biggest achievements I've ever had. Never seen a grown human being kiss a little, a little person. It was a little person. He looked like a little hobbit. Oh my God. Love you. I don't know who the little person was, but I know who the other person was. So Mike, why don't you talk about the uh, your without a doubt your one of your favorite movies of all time? Stab. I mean, Scream. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know how to get back on. Directed the by the great Wes Craven. Directed by the great Wes Craven. Yep. Absolutely. Written by the overrated Kevin Williamson. You shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> Again, I am going to. I'm going to make all. No, far. Kevin Williamson is amazing. Yeah, he really proved that with I know what you did last summer. One can't imagine why that's not on any of our lists. Actually, Brad, you want to speak up? I debated. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> the only reason he did that is because of Jennifer Love Hewitt's cleavage. Okay, actually, no. go on. Actually, actually no. It's because even though it is a. Stupidly cheesy movie. Stupid, so bad. It is so quintessential slasher. I will watch that but movie it's so anytime. Bad. Of course you will. I, I know. And you watch it like this. <laughs> no, that's me. Uh, moving on. I know for a fact that it is bad, but I love it. It to me, it is the horror movie equivalent of Starship Troopers. I know it's okay, bad. Okay, that's but fair. Damn it, I will watch it every Johnny Rico. Okay, okay. Go, 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 go. 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 forever. But because yeah, right. I know, I I know and accept that it is a genuinely bad movie. I couldn't, in good conscience, put it on my top. Have 10. you ever watched that film with anyone else? And I'm done. Oh, go God. ahead, Mike. <laughs> yes, I have. Wow. I love that to the imagination oh, wow. of everyone. Wasn't that beautiful? See, that's how you keep it PG. 
Go ahead. Come on, dude. Wow. Let's go. Tell us about your favorite movie of all time. That's not my favorite movie it's of all time. It's definitely in your top five. I see. I mean, that. it's up there. It see? is way Told up you. there. Go ahead. Come on. It's not in yours? No. How is it not? Just tell us about the film. People want to hear from you. Cool. So, uh, <laughs> thanks. Appreciate that. What did they do? Um, so, Scream. Okay, so you are very high on New Nightmares. Because of what it did for the character of Freddy Krueger in that franchise before it. Absolutely. Everything that you said about that, Scream did for the entire genre. Did for the entire genre or paid homage to the entire genre? Both. It made fun of the tropes of past... It's brilliant writing. It is. Brilliant writing. By the overrated Kevin Williams. By the way, don't let Ross hear you say that. He will come after you. I don't believe for a... Do you want to know? I feel the same way about giving Kevin Williamson the credit for Scream that I give to uh, uh, Tobe Hooper for Poltergeist with Steven Spielberg. I do not believe for a half second that Wes Craven was not behind yes, we, we the majority had a discussion about that. Yes, yeah. was not behind the majority but no, screen. no, no, no. Don't you agree, part of that with Brad? Does that not have Wes Craven written all over it? And here's my point. Did Kevin Williamson write New Nightmares? No. So Wes Craven didn't need him for that? No. Did he write Nightmare on Elm Street? No. No, Wes Craven didn't need him for that. Did he do anything with Wes Craven until Scream? I don't think so. No. no. So, so I hear what you're saying, that was, that was but when question. Kevin Williamson was left to go off on his own without Wes Craven, he made a lot and wrote a lot of absolute horrible crap. Hey, a hundred percent right. But when they came back, it's like together, Belichick without Parcells, baby. <laughs> Sorry, Brad. I had to let him do that. Okay, but seriously, yeah. When they came back to, together for four, it was horrible. That was one of the worst screams of all time. So there's the door. I don't care. Just because you had a bleep on for Kevin Williamson and Wes Craven does not change the fact that the weakest film of that series is number four. No, it's three. No, it's three. No, I still think it's four. Oh, get out. I think four was a joke. Yeah, three was absolutely Wait, 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 wait. I gotta see what's on the last page of the script gets blown up in the house. Yeah, and 4 was, like, almost unwatchable at times. Cool. I mean, I'm with you. I don't think 3 was that great, but at least 3 gave you, like, old Hollywood, Carrie Fisher makes a, an appearance, you get... And uh, James you get, Bob. You get... Yes! You get, uh... Because they fit into that universe somehow. Listen, the bottom line they is... They fit into all the all universes. universes. true. Are you telling me that you got any joy out of number 4? Yeah. Really? You yeah. got joy? You think it's a good movie? Absolutely. Oh, God. I think especially for what it did. So what Scream 1 did for okay, the genre. Okay, keep on talking about so, 1. So what Scream 1 did for the genre was it saved it. It 100% saved it. It took all of the tropes that all of the movies coming out in the mid to late 90s at that point were doing, mm -hmm. and even the late 80s, yeah. and it basically said, hey, you guys are always laughing at like when the dumb girl runs upstairs when everybody knows she should run outside and right. you do all of this. Right. They took all of those, they spun them on their head, called them out, still used them, still used them in a smart, satirical way. Right. They completely flipped the whole star actress thing on her head when yeah. they killed Drew Barrymore. Brilliant. The movie. Brilliant. Rose McGowan? Gone. Brilliant. But let's also not forget all of the people that this film launched, too. Oh, I agree with that. Like, fantastic cast. Yep. 
Uh, you also even had... Let's talk about where all those careers have gone. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it launched and they've all burned yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Literally all of them and then, have burned down except for maybe Campbell. She might have been the only one to survive. She really might she's have. Also had a couple, she's had a couple Shaggy. of comebacks. Okay, Matthew Lillard Shaggy is now going on, what, 20 years ago or something? Have you seen what that dude does now? God, has it been that long? He still, yes, does, he does, been... he still does the voice of Shaggy. Great. Congratulations. Okay, I Kim. mean, steady paycheck. I, I'm, I am in 100% agree with everything you're saying. But then on top of all of that, yeah. more so what it did was, like I said, it took the past, and it's like, we're going to... We're not going to make it better. We're going to call out all of the flaws. Right. But we're also going to do it in a way that makes fun of the flaws. Got it. But still pays homage to everything that came before it. I agree with everything you just said. Do you want to know my biggest problem with Scream? Sure. I love Scream. Loved it. And when I saw Scream and this came out for the first time, I was... What What year was Scream? 1996. 1996. So I want to take you back. So it's 1996, only... you were how old? Oh, we're going that way. We're <laughs> not. That way. How old were you? We're the same age. Okay. No. So, and, well, I didn't know. I didn't know if you guys were the same exact class. 96, I was a junior in high school. Right. And you're coming from someone, you know me well enough to know, I grew up on horror movies. My brother brought me up on horror movies. So all of this incredible stuff that I grew up with, and the ones before my time that I had watched, Scream was bringing it all back. And I loved it, because really at that point, to be fair, the horror genre or the slasher genre was really dead. It really was dead. Because New Nightmares, as brilliant as it was that it came before, it didn't catch on with the crowd. And I was like, this sucks. And like, how, how, how soon before Scream did New, New Nightmares come? Uh, no, Scream was after. Scream was two years, I think, after. So my point is, like, that's why I think that for Wes Craven, he was the only one that could bring the genre back. John Carpenter was going through his writer's block. Um, yep. You know, Cameron, was on, his, Cameron was on his way to going through his writer's block a year later after Titanic. Yep. And a lot of the horror things had gotten stale, it had gotten old, they didn't have anything new. This is before you have the found footage thing that then took off very soon after. So in many ways, horror had become a joke at that point. And I lived through some pretty dark times. And Scream brought it back in a big way. Here's my problem with Scream. You're now talking about a film that is 23 years old. I love it. I go back and watch it. A, unfortunately, it has not stood well with the test of time because of everything that has come after it. If you go back and watch the original screen, now I promise you, when is the last time you watched it from start to finish? Start to finish, not just to see. Less than a year ago. Okay, when's the last time you watched it? Less than a year ago? It probably brings back great memories for you the problem is, if you show that film to a 15 or 16 year old now, who that movie was intended for along with maybe a little bit older at the time, they don't get it, they don't understand it, they don't like it as much. They don't think it's what I thought it was, what you guys thought it was. Does that they, take away from the brilliance of it though? Yes, Why? because I think that the majority of films on that list that we just had, and I wouldn't put Scream any lower than what you're talking about, I'm just telling you this is my problem. You watch Halloween 1 right now, and you show that to anybody, they're gonna be genuinely like blown away a little bit. So Halloween. I will tell you and right now, stood if, the you, test if, you're, if you're talking that 15, 16 year old crowd, I think he, uh, they will absolutely bomb on 
Halloween. No, I think because I have nephews and nieces. I have nephews and nieces who watched it and thought it was genius. So I will tell you right now that you my can't sister, really say that any child that you helped. Uh, no, I haven't done any of that. Uh -huh. I haven't. I, they don't like horror movies. That's any, a really. They don't even like any, horror movies. Any so child, I like the movie. I will tell you, my sister. Yeah. Saw that movie when she was 18. Who? What movie? Halloween. Okay. And thought it was one of the worst films she's ever seen. But 18 is different than seeing it when you're in your life. Any child that you've helped brainwash doesn't really count as a, a, a unbiased audience. Do you think that Scream has honestly withstood the test of time? Yes. Legitimately? Yes. See, I don't. I had one of my students watch it. That, I'm telling you. I, I think Happy no, no, Death no, Day. No, Here, here's no, my no, thing. You took no, Happy no, Death Day. Not like with how the film is written, but like laughing at it like, this is stupid is how they yes how because they, they don't get it. the jokes they don't understand okay, the context I'm, for a lot of it how they wouldn't even understand Wes Carpenter if he said that today right. that Wes Carpenter joke that is so genius so genius right they wouldn't even get it and the things where it's like they use the terms like Lomas they use the music from Halloween and scenes brilliant genius stuff that Craven did them seeing Rose McGowan throwing beer bottles at the killer while we're laughing and sneaking through a garage door trying to get through and then him killing him like that or the scene with like him talking about Norman Bates and Psycho mm -hmm. and Matthew Little doing his stuff people the age she's talking about would look at that and be like this is the stupidest crap do I think it's the stupidest crap? no but it doesn't stand the test of time I think with the genius, I think Happy Death Day, they would relate to more and say, but that's not as good as Happy Death Day. Okay, and I'm not so saying that's fair or unfair. I'm just saying I think you, that's but reality. Then but then that's more so an indictment on the audience. Do you not think, is it though? Absolutely. It is. Because, because there, how many of those same kids taste. would go see that countdown movie and be like, oh my God, that's really scary. Yes, but here's my difference. Mike, you were born after Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You're right. You go back and watch that movie. Does it matter at all but, that you were born well after cool. Chainsaw so Massacre will, and you still see the genius in cool. it? So I will tell you right now, the first time I saw Texas Chainsaw, I fell asleep halfway through. Right. And when did you go back and watch it again? Uh, a couple years later. And then what happened two years later? I thought it was good. Okay. You thought it was good. I Honestly? Yeah. Not in my top five. Well, that's okay if it's not in your top five, but you thought it was good. I thought it was good. So here's here's the thing that but you scream as a genre <coughs> saving film. But here's the thing that uh, but the genre has so changed now. After but scream. here's That's the, here's the, the genre that uh, you are not taking into consideration right. uh, by saying that a younger audience wouldn't appreciate scream. Scream is is not and has never really meant, been meant to be a movie that was completely appreciated in a vacuum. Until they made all those sequels. See, I'm Green. taking it as the very first. No, no. Before we were no, like, no, now no, we're no, going to no, make two. No, 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 you're no, taking no, it no. totally independent. No, I'm saying, as a slasher, yes. A standalone slasher, you can easily look at it as, it's okay. It's not that terribly special. It's okay. But if you have context of the rest of the genre, that's when it becomes great. And even back when it was first made, you would not, you were not going to have anybody that has never seen a slasher film before watch Scream and say this is fantastic because there's a lack of context. Scream is the kind of movie that requires prior context to fully appreciate no matter the age of the audience, no matter when it is watched because it is meant to be appreciated 
after you already understand the history that has come before. There, I mean, there are always going to be certain movies that, while great within the genre, are only great because of the history of the genre agree. and knowing agree. what that history was prior to I it. agree, like you New Nightmares, I agree. You will never be able, uh, there are certain movies that you will never be able to fully appreciate or be able to get an audience to say, yes, this was good, to unless they have prior context. Now, can I... Scream is something that I agree, so here's out. the thing, so pull the big board out. You said what you had to say about Scream? Or you saw more? Like he said, it's a movie that has to be appreciated in the context of everything that came well, before it. It's like, scary. and you're talking about somebody that loves this, by the way. I know. Uh, you I know, know, I love this movie, but I'm scary about to movie. buckle you again. Scary movie. Can you fully appreciate scary movie without scream? No. If you've never seen a horror movie in your life, dude, I'll do you one. You've never even uh, had. I context. still don't appreciate scary movie. <laughs> no. But the idea of a parody in right. general. I can you appreciate? And a scream parody? is a parody. That's what's even more genius. Can you appreciate a parody if you've never had context of the thing is parody? No, I, I agree. Could, like, could you ever appreciate Spaceballs if you've never seen Star Wars? Like, of course not. Yeah. Like, really? Of course not. Without really Star Wars, there's no spaceballs. Okay. You could find it funny, but could yeah, you actually, uh, within full context, no, of course not. understand and appreciate the entire not. movie? Of course not. Like, you can appreciate the jokes. There are certain jokes that you'll always be able to go I, back at Spaceballs and laugh at but because I think, they're just good on their I own. Think, I but can I ask you something? I think every movie hours. I think every movie on but this list... Because they appreciate something like the Schwartz. No, but no. I'm saying, without, but like, no. I'm saying I have kids who like but every movie, but have kids. The two oh, yeah. points but, I'm going to make for this are this. Friday the 13th, Happy Death Day... Your next uh, child's play, sure. Psycho, mm -hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm -hmm. What does that say? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. I'm a little out of it. Sorry, I'm looking at the screen. And You're Halloween and Halloween are the movies on this list mm -hmm. that anybody can watch and appreciate without putting it in context of anything else. Scream, New Nightmares. Both of those on this list cannot be appreciated without the context of something else. You can watch it, but you'd probably be sitting there going, I'm not sure how great of a movie. That, you know what I mean? You need the context. The others are all independently made, their own story, sure. that have nothing to do with the premise off of anything else, which brings me to I my... Would, I will argue my point your next is another one that while you could appreciate it without ever having seen another horror movie or another slasher movie, uh, having the context of the other slasher films and knowing what the genre it. is yeah. is what really gives it something to latch on to. Because without having seen a you slasher don't think it's film, as good of a movie? I think it's going to fall flat because you're going to have people... If, if that is your first slasher film to ever watch, I think your next is going to fall flat because you're going to uh, have a lot of people look at it and go... Well, what what's the point of this? This this seems like well, yeah. Why why wouldn't you be doing this stuff? Like it seems like everything she's doing is common sense. Right. But the second you have context of the slasher genre, you can go. This is creative. This is interesting. True. I have one now. I have the question that's going to buckle you. Okay. While we've been sitting, I swear to God, I did not think of this until we were sitting here having this very short conversation about everything. Here's my question for these two geniuses that I love being on their pod. Looking at that list mm -hmm. and realizing that the only film on that list 
that has been made in the last 10 years. 10 years. Have we unfortunately witnessed the death of the slasher film? And how much will that absolutely either depress you, well, how many, well, make no, you think about there it? Two. Well, there's, there's two. two on the there's two in the last 10 years. And that's Happy Death Day, mm -hmm. which and you're next. we agreed, and you're next. And we could argue that they are Happy Death Day isn't like the others. One of these is not like the other. No, neither one of those are. Pure, pure slasher movie. They are the evolution the of evolution the evolution of the slasher. And movie. to be fair though, it's not just the slasher genre. Most aspects of the horror genre across the board aren't what they originally were. Every Correct. I think right. every subgenre of horror has evolved into a new having a new foundation for what the genre now relies on that you can't really say it is the same thing. Like, even the torture porn genre, yeah. you can't yeah. really call this uh, the same genre that it was in its origin. And even Halloween, like the remake can't. that you guys talked about, is not really your typical, like that mixes in what you talked about, survivalist, continues on, you know, I don't know what they're gonna do with these upcoming two films that they're gonna be making with it. I, I would urge you to see Hellfest, everyone out there and you guys, you because I think that's the closest to that slasher thing that's come out, and of course it got no legs, and it's very sad, and I feel like the majority of my life I've seen some really good slasher films over the years that never get any legs when people try to do more of that originality, but um, that's been my biggest concern. Now, you asked us something earlier. Mm -hmm. You said, is the horror genre, or is the slasher genre dead? Now, could you then argue that horror, the horror genre in general? No, because I, I liked what Brad said. It's evolved. Now, let me ask so, you So, like, this. we laugh at Countdown, or we talk about, like, films like um, uh, Unfriended or something. There have been certain ones that they've done a very good job with, so and it uses modern-day technology and so things like that. Counter. It follows. I, I will, I will like, say, you know, that, like, I will so say that I feel ask, that the horror genre this. is in something of a slump. Well, then, so, like, there, let me there are more bombs in the horror genre now than there are successes by comparison to past decades. And don't you think one of the reasons for that is because what do they always have to do? They always have to take you back. Stranger Things has to go back to the glory years of that. Other films, because technology has become, it's so hard to make it real without, oh, now the phone's going to kill you, or the this, or something, you know, well, so that, that it's I like, mean, that you have to like go to a place where your phone signal doesn't work in order, you know, to make it all work and do what it is. Well, and that's a problem, because they haven't come up with original enough ideas to make you scared. So then let me pose the question this way then. And this is the last question because we're definitely yeah. over time. Is the smart horror movie dying? I mean, I've been impressed with certain films that have come out. But there's but you're always impressed because they're few and far between. Yeah, but you also have to understand you could also say that in the day of okay. Scream comes out, and then I know he liked. I know you did last summer, but there was so much crap that, wasn't that came out horror. after that. Blair Witch Project, which was a very smart horror movie, and totally brought in a whole new genre and generation. They made 
50 films that sucked from the found footage and all this kind of crap. So you've been dealing with that forever. After Halloween comes out, they make a million movies. There's so much crap so then, that they made. But I think what you're saying is, who is the new Carpenter? No, no, no. No, who is the new no, Craven? Here's, here's what I'm saying. So you are willing to say that it's on its... It's on life support, but it's not dead. These smart horror films, I don't correct? think it's on life support. I, I think because you have Get Out okay. that comes so out. I, I will say so that. I will say it's because of that film. That it's on life support? No, that it's still alive. No. Yes. A thousand percent. So here, here's what... A thousand percent. Here's he, what, he pointed to Scream 1996. That's why it's still alive. I don't see how you can say that because I think that... You could argue that uh, so get out redeem so the horror genre. So when, after comes, scream. so when it comes to these uh, both Blair Witch after Scream. When it comes to these Warnings smart after scream horror films, but more uh, more importantly, the smart slashers. I think I think what we've seen in the last decade is a lot of attempts to keep going back to the well of what was a good horror movie right, right. and people are finding out exactly what you have uh, so adequately uh, pointed out that modern horror films have a hard time being scary because of technology yeah. and anybody that tries to lean into technology uh, has a tendency to misunderstand how that's supposed to happen and just make it cheesy um, but I think because of things like Get Out and Unfriended, uh, I, I think. And the new one I that think, just I came out that I loved. Uh, what was the one that just came out with the girl, the bride that marries and goes to the family, and they're all trying to kill her? Uh, That's the one that I brought up earlier. Hindsight. Oh no, no, uh, ready or not? Ready or not? Yeah, yeah. Ready or not? So I, I think I think that modern horror directors. Uh, are starting to see a new class of directors come into their ranks. A new class of directors that grew up watching all these films. A new class of directors that learned the tropes of the horror movies, but at the same time actually understands how modern uh, cinematography, modern movie storytelling exists right. and yes. has evolved. And, are uh, and I think over the next 10 years, we are going to see a resurgence of the smart horror You film. could be right, and I'll tell you what I would see, what I give credit more than Scream. I think Joker, that just came out, you could argue that that is in many ways a horror movie. There's a ton of stuff in there that is used by horror film and contemporary and political conversations and stuff, and it's very rare that you get a movie, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but you get a movie where people can walk out of like Joker, not feel good, not have some little nicely tight boat, and it makes all that money, and people don't have to feel great about themselves, and you go, that's what it used to be like. I think, I think that the, uh, the, the uh, what, what's the new uh, Jordan Peele movie? Um, oh, Us? Us. I think that Jordan Peele is the start of the new class of horror directors. And it's between an interesting that they're comedians. Between Get Out and Us. And Halloween with McBride, another I, comedian, by the I way. I think that there is a new mindset that's being introduced to the genre that is going to really revitalize not just the horror genre as a whole, but each subgenre that is going to get its turn 
at being revitalized. Uh, the new Halloween, I think, uh, got some fresh life put back into it. I think that... I think that uh, we're going to see, because... I'm worried too. I think because of the new Halloween movie, I think we're going to see a couple of studios green light some other slasher films makes money. that are going to actually feel fresh and unique. Right. I really hope. Right. I think that's going to happen sooner than we think, but I think that because of what is happening with the horror genre right now, thanks to guys like Jordan Peele, I think we're going to be seeing the smart horror uh, movies come back in a very right. interesting way. I, I really hope I don't right. think it's going to happen quickly, but I think over the course of the next 10 years, we're going to see a new crop of classics come in that is I going do, to I give us see hope original stuff. for the genre as a whole and continue to inspire new, unique content for it. I hope you're right. So, I hope you're right. so you want to run down the list real quick? I... Uh, just to put it back up there, in case you didn't see the last uh, two times this was on screen, uh, we came out with number 10, Friday the 13th, uh, number 9, Happy Death Day, number 8, You're Next, 7 is Child's Play, 6 is Wes Craven's New Nightmares, 5th is Psycho. Asterisk. Uh, with an asterisk because of reasons and things. Uh, like Tom Brady. Uh-huh. 4th uh, place is Nightmare on Elm Street, 3rd place is Scream. Too low. Second place is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and the number one horror slasher film of all time is the original Halloween. Keeping you alive, Carpenter! Love you, John. Smoke one for me! So. Uh, pack, a pack. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, I don't know if he does. I mean, I'm sure he has, but yeah, he's, yeah. he's yeah. still a chain smoker. So, with that, if you at any point, obviously nobody's actually lasted this long on the live stream, but if later on on the replay you actually make it start to finish on this, you got you are clearly our super fan. We freaking love you. We have those. Keep going. We'll see. Uh, I mean, this person over here, <laughs> she is a super I fan. Have a she is a super fan. <laughs> so I uh, thank you so much, and if you are actually watching whether you've skipped around or not and you're here at the end of the video with us um, once again we have brand new videos that come out every Tuesday and Friday we do live streams uh, Saturdays or Sundays depending on how we're feeling and if you don't have time to watch any of our uh, videos you can catch the audio of any of our uh, live streams and interviews on iTunes Google Play iHeart uh, Stitcher, and... Why do you keep laughing? <laughs> I just love that word. I'm sorry. It's been and a long of course, day. the last thing that we really should have done earlier, do not forget to like and subscribe. Facebook, like, YouTube, subscribe, and... What? Big subscribe button right here. Above, above Brad's junk. There we go. It's all back to sexual chocolate, chocolate again. <laughs> so, and before we sign off, everybody, your homework is to watch all of these movies from bottom to top before Halloween night is over. Yes, Mike. Your mission is to watch some of these movies. I've before, seen all of those movies. Yeah, the ones on the honorable mention list. Too. I can do that. And Godfather too. Man. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we have time for that, though. That, that, that could be tough. Uh, and, of course... 
for all the sports nerds out there. Don't forget to go check out our buddy David over on the Last Call podcast. Uh, you guys have a regular schedule? Uh, yeah, usually it drops every Friday. Uh, every Friday you can check it out. It's also on SoundCloud, iTunes, you name it, it's there. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for coming. Brad Sexual Chocolate, Mike, Uncle Rico. It's been a pleasure. I hate you. Oh, that feels so good. A little bit loud. <laughs> With that, this is Brad and Mike from Dallas Geek saying, see ya. Everybody wait! Oh my gosh, where, where, where's the cut? Where's the cut? There's no cut. <laughs>